Hey everyone, welcome to the Receipt Podcast. Hey. This week brought to you by Squarespace and Honey. Where are we at? Sub Honey. There we are. That one and that one. Uh, I'm Gus. I'm John. John, you're the host of a show. I'm Barbara. I'm John as well. And I'm Gus also as well. So, uh. No, we got all the Johns out of the way and on the spot. You can't be another one. That was, by the way, great. That was really great. Thank I love I love to see people doing stuff like that. The way oh, we should explain, uh, John hosts a show. Called on the spot. I do. Which has gone through a metamorphosis in the last season. It's gone through a change. And it was, correct me if I'm wrong, it was Barbara, well, allegedly. John, it was John, 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 John. The entire cast showed up dressed as John. And did not tell me they were doing it, and I did not see it until 30 seconds before we went live. Even John was dressed mm-hmm. as John that day. I was. I, it's I, a good thing you dressed up as John that day, otherwise yes. the joke would have really fallen we flat. We kept trying to get him to wear a Hawaiian shirt, because we were all wearing Hawaiian shirts, but he wouldn't do it. Because mm. I have this whole the hell aesthetic that I want to keep. We're only a few episodes in, and I wanted to keep it going. I, yeah, I understand. Uh, which I thought made it even funnier to you guys that I wasn't dressed like you. <laughs> but it infuri- infuriated me to no end that it was so easy to do. Dress up as me. <laughs> you have a look. It's nice. You're like a cartoon character. I am. I'm a I'm a caricature, just yeah. a walking caricature. Well, I mean, it's like you have a very well defined style. Then I do. You have do. a look, and people can point to it and be like, "Here's what will happen." John. And I think I've already seen this starting to happen with you. Is they will send you now. They meaning. The population at large will send you photos of any dude with a mustache and long hair. I already get that. And say, it's you. It's you. I already get that. I get <laughs> constantly being told someone sees me in public or it stop. Yeah. Yeah, it's awesome. It's, uh, a, it's the weirdest that I make the best, John. <laughs> it is a little bit. You have the cheekbones. Yeah. yeah. And the blue to eyes. pull it off. Uh, also, it's weird that it, seeing Barb in a mustache seems somehow more appropriate than seeing Chris with facial hair. <laughs> far more unlikely that Chris Damaris would grow facial Chris hair. Chris looks like John's Italian cousin. Like, <laughs> I don't know if we can pull that up again, but to me, he's like Jimmy Risinger. Jimmy? <laughs> the the yeah. Italian it's cousin? It's because he had the ponytail, but like, and had like the <laughs> ponytail going on. Instead of like the man bun or something like that. Yeah, they're all pretty great. But yeah, I get I get sent pictures all the time of, I look like people. Are they seems racist, but it can't be. Like, no, so, you can't be racist to me. You yeah. can't. Somehow it seems like it is, though. Somehow we crossed that line. Yeah. <laughs> Shame on all of you. I, I actually wanted to do that bit, uh, to, like, the first time I was on the Hell episode, but we didn't get our act together in time. Oh. So when I was on with Max, uh, Christian, Josh, I was like, I really want to do this bit where we all dress up as, jo- as yeah. John. This, is that something you like doing, like, dressing up with people that you have, that you're, that you're working with? Because you did that thing with, uh, with Steven Subtick as yeah, well. Yeah, I'm kind of realizing I like dressing up as a guy for comedic sake. Go ahead. Maybe I'm discovering something about myself. Who knows? Did somebody Maybe. awaken you? But it's weird though because the two guys I've dressed up as, everyone has said that I pulled it off really well. The it's subject one I thought you did really. It's because well. you yeah. picked two effeminate dudes with slim bodies. Yeah, you make a good point. <laughs> I don't know if I'd make a good Bernie. No, no, try <laughs> Go to, or Josh Flanagan. That'd be a tough one to pull off. <laughs> we don't have the budget for that much. So I want to point something yeah. out. So I said we have these Japanese teas. <laughs> yeah. uh, that's a great example. So Gus has one of them. Sorry if you're listening to the audio podcast. It's gonna be a visual joke. So he has this Japanese tea uh, that Oy, comes ocha. that comes in our our drink cooler uh, here at work, and I like. It seems like a like a product placement because you no. walk around with them. It's like a tea and who like, comes oh, in our I'm drink cooler? Being, that, that guy does. <laughs> the, uh, you seem healthy, and it seems healthy as long as you keep the label on. But if you take the label off, then it looks like I'm carrying around a vial of my own piss and, and, and you're very unhe- You're very unhealthy. Yeah. Yeah. I'm very unhealthy. You need to drink more water. Got, what is that, rhabdosis? <laughs> what is that? You're a fucking 
workout fiend. What's that? Right. I work out so my pee doesn't get all cloudy. Yeah. It's <laughs> a thing. There's a condition right. you get when right. you work out too much. If you do enough squats, then the pee stays clear. It's how it works. No. <laughs> Listen to me. There's a condition. Back, fuck somebody with goddamn. Well, no, what happens is you sweat out too much of the clear liquid, so then there's less clear liquid to make pee. Why do you think I'm hydrating right now? Wait, this okay? is a public service announcement, not for our audience. I don't I've think never once heard that working out too much makes your pee yellow. It no, it shuts your kidneys it's, down. You get rhabdosis. Rhabdosis. What's it called? Rhabdosis. No one in the no one in the fuck crew am I asking the broadcast crew? When was the last time you, you guys, guys work out too much? There you go. Rhabdosis. I'm typing into Google. Did you mean rhabdosia? Did you? Uh, maybe I did. Maybe I did. Google. <laughs> but this, uh, nope, that's a plant. <laughs> if I work out look too much, CrossFit. will my pee look turn colors? CrossFit, my <laughs> pee is orange. <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna come back. It's gonna work. I'm so happy that's in your uh, Google but, searches now. Uh, Brown urine three days later on the fitness Reddit. Uh, dark pee after exercise. Is it like too much protein powder or something? It's like you're, it's a cascading effect in your body. Rabdo, rabdo, right? Rabdo. Yeah, but it's it's short. Rabdo is short for something. It's short R for how is that? R A B D O. It's short for gains. R -A -B -D -O. They threw an extra A in there. No, it's R H A, right? Yeah, yeah R H A. R -A. I know what I'm talking about. I know what I'm talking about. Rhabdomyolysis. How's your rabdo going, Bernie? <laughs> Rhabdomyolysis. It's a condition in which damaged skeletal muscle breaks down rapidly. Symptoms may include muscle pains, weakness, vomiting, confusion, and there's a big picture of brown piss right next to it. There you go. <laughs> it why like, didn't that? Well, it looks like Bernie's drink. Why wasn't it listed as a symptom then? I don't know, but I mean, it's it's right there. Oh, uh, that's so, pretty good pee. <laughs> it only like took diarrhea. five minutes and three lookups, but now everybody gets my joke. So it's <laughs> well, the best part was when we right before we went on stage, Barbara looked at you and said. What is that? Why are you carrying around a container of your own pee? <laughs> Did you really think this was my pee? It looks it, like that. I mean, the thing it's is, is that foamy. people don't know this, but right before we went live, you were off <laughs> uh, off set somewhere in the shadows doing something, and then you come back holding this like hot, coming in hot. So I thought you were just like peeing in a bottle off set, maybe coming in hot, huh? But yeah, I, I was. I heard, and I I shouldn't even tell the story because I can't tell it any further. But I heard an amazing idea for a movie that I just thought. Is fucking amazing. I'll tell you guys afterwards. What a great story. It was a great, yeah. It's not my idea. It's a great idea. So I can't tell. Listen, I'm just being honest. I'm being as honest as I'm, I can I'm be. I'm telling you. You told me. It's a great idea. Oh, I told Gus. I'm backing. You told you. <laughs> I'm just backing you up. I'm just always ready to fight I'm getting, on the podcast. I'm getting like crossfire here for no reason. Crossfire. That was a crossfire. That was direct fire. I was aiming at you. When direct I said fire. It. I think you were mad at them and just kind of spilled over onto me. Spill fire. Sorry, it's Spill my rhabdosis that I have that's got me all on edge. <laughs> Man, I my read skeletal muscles are breaking down. I read an awful headline. Did you speaking say your skeletal of, muscles are breaking that's down? That's what it said. Okay, I read an <laughs> awful headline. Muscles. Speaking of health problems, I read an awful headline the other week before we went to E3. Yep, three tourists confirmed. Oh, three tourists confirmed as first global cases of super gonorrhea after unprotected <laughs> sex in Southeast Asia. Southeast Asia was it specifically Thailand? I want to. I believe I don't so. It's like, I want to. Where do you get to like, gonorrhea? Yeah, where, where do you go from gonorrhea to super gonorrhea? I know what, what? it is. You know what it is? is it's it, uh, they can't fight it with anything. Uh. That's a that's a thing now. Syphilis and gonorrhea are making a huge comeback. Oh good. Uh, yeah, they've been doing CrossFit. <laughs> They're working about. <laughs> they uh, they uh, have uh, resistance now to all major antibiotic treatments. Awesome. So there some specific strains of it. Well, I know they changed the STD term to STI because infections can be treated. Mm -hmm. So would these now be actual STDs? You can't I, treat I a mean, disease. I think you could treat it, but I think 
I don't, there's some differentiation between yeah. disease and infection. That's why they changed the STI, STD. Is that why they did? Yeah. I've never understood that. Maybe they're trying to uh, change people's attitudes yeah. towards STDs. <laughs> infection sounds a lot nicer than disease. Yeah, a little yeah. bit. Because infection, you're like, oh, it's like a cold. Yeah, it's like I have super infection makes versus it, I'm diseased. Super yes. makes it sound way worse. Yeah. Or really cool. <laughs> like a super gonorrhea. Who wants to fuck? <laughs> <laughs> Nobody. Yeah, yeah, no one raising their hands on that. It one. would be really great if they worked out into the plot of a new Superman movie, though. Like they gotta take him down somehow and they give him super gonorrhea. That's the only thing they can knock right, him out of the Let's but. write this out. How are we giving Superman super gonorrhea? Send Lois Lane to Thailand. Where was it? Where did she go? I think it was Thailand. Southeast Asia. She has to do a big report. She comes back. Something happens. She gets really horny down there with all the research she's Who doing. Wouldn't? It's fucking Thailand, dude. Yeah. What? Thailand's a wild place. Okay. Singapore is not a wild place. Does Thailand make you Singapore horny? is a place that's got a rule for everything. Everything makes me horny. <laughs> What's up, mom and dad? I know you're watching. Great. <laughs> how, long you, how long have you been in your new relationship? Is it, oh, can I even say new? Yeah, you can say new. Actually, it, as of tech, the 16th, technically the 17th, because we had our first kiss December 17th, like at midnight, past midnight, uh, six months. That's way more information than anyone should know about when their relationship started and what, what happened. That's too much. We had our first kiss. It That's was the night too of the, much. The, the company Christmas party. party. It was the it, carpeting party, yeah. Yeah, I recognize the date as the company party. Yeah, it was, it mistakes was were made. past midnight. Uh, mistakes were made. Um, but yeah, I, I was just thinking about that because as of this weekend, it was six months exactly. What a great segue from super gonorrhea to uh, Barbara's relationship. <laughs> I mean, I, 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 it was really, it was seamless. <laughs> we, well, we did go there through Barbara's never-ending horniness. Is where that's how true. that's how we arrived at that location. Always happy to open the door to that. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, d is the company party? Is that how do I say this? <laughs> I don't know. What are you how saying? Do I say this. I mean, it was the, the company party this year was, if I may say so, it was okay. I think last year's party was better. Last year was the masquerade one. I don't know who's sitting over there, so I'm like staring straight ahead while I'm talking I about I think this. you're good. The, yeah, yeah, I don't think any of them are here. No events team over there. So do you feel bad that you met your boyfriend? You didn't meet him, but you hooked up with your boy. That's the wrong word too. Anyway, that you guys established Connected. a relationship yeah. uh, at a kind of an okay party. Well, Wouldn't it be better <laughs> to have a better party? It was actually technically after the party that we established because a Go bunch ahead. of us went to Handlebar, which is a bar in Austin yeah. uh, close by to the venue we were at. After the party, because I think the party ended at like 11 or something. It was early, I remember. Um, and we ended up talking more at Handlebar. And at that point, it was not the party anymore. Who, who was the, like, well, how did it start? Like, who, who like, gave the first signal? That I did. Are, besides John. It John was, gives the signal to fucking everybody, yeah, by the It was way. six months and one day ago. It was, Well, I, I was the one who initiated going over to talk to him, because I noticed he was at the party alone. Um, and I didn't know that he was single until that night. So how does that come up? <laughs> hey, hey, I'm single, by the way. No, well, I, I was just like, oh, are you, are you not here with anybody? And then I found out through actually Wes that he was now single. Okay. And he floated in the network. Drunk Barbara made uh, no wasted time. Really? So we're <laughs> talking hours later. You're. Oh, I mean, I, I don't think it was that day. I don't know. But well, you're kissing him at the end of the party. Was it at yeah. the party? That you no. Found no. Oh, yeah. 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 <laughs> it was at the party. I found out. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm talking about your very wholesome anniversary here. Yeah. Where you guys smooched after the party. Smooched. Probably broke a lot of company rules, I would think. Uh, All right, Bernie. It's admissible to HR, I think. Are there rules about that? I don't think, I don't, I don't think we so. have rules. Yeah, the, the rule is very simple. Date whoever you want, never break up. Ever. Please, for the love of God. Just, Oops. relationships are fine. <laughs> <laughs> fucking breakups are just like, drag everybody else in. 
and it's it's too much. I think y'all work y'all work in different departments, so you're okay. Yeah. There's no like seniority or yeah, weird no one's each other's bosses or yeah, no one works in the same department. I be, honestly like other than when we do on the spot together, I don't think I really interact with Trevor at work. On the spot brings people together. Oh no, it does. Yes. Yeah. It's yeah, kind of the way like Frankenstein brought the villagers together. <laughs> 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 kind of that same way. Hey, whatever we gotta do to motivate. <laughs> whatever you gotta do. I was at the party alone. No one came up to talk to me and be like, hey, why are you alone? I spoke to you. No, I'm pretty sure you didn't at the party. I was busy. I, I don't even heard Trevor was single and on the market. <laughs> there was we a all, very we all were making time. moves, dude. <laughs> I know, and that, he already got picked up, and I, just, I lost my opportunity. You had to get in there while the getting was good. So. Yeah, it was actually Wes is actually a, a big reason why we got together that night because I had I didn't know he was single until Wes was just like, you know, he's single now, and I was like, I'm gonna talk to him because I'm drunk. Yeah, Wes and alcohol. Yeah, <laughs> that's, a, that's what it takes to date Trevor. The the best wingman. <laughs> What were you sure. drinking? Good, I uh, appreciate a good wingman. Literally, everything. you love being a wingman. You're a great wingman, Bernie. Yeah, thank you're you. You're also a good like uh, uh, setter upper. What's the word? Matchmaker. Matchmaker. That's the one. Yeah, I think it's an, actually a pastime of yours. A little bit. Yeah. I remember when the, I'm not. I'm not criticizing it at all. I appreciate it, but it's something I've noticed. Bar Barbara's a good wingwoman too, because I was single. Uh, when Barb was single, so we just ended up like going out, like at bars and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, a couple years ago. And so when you meet someone, I don't know if you know this or not, Barbara, if I may, is sometimes intimidating to other women, like Barbara being there all glammed up and everything. And then she's trying to make a face. There what? it is. She's trying to make a face. But uh, but then the 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 thing that happens is when you start talking to somebody, they say, "Oh, you're." Girlfriend, they'll say, instead <laughs> of my lovely daughter, <laughs> they say your girlfriend. Like they float that, like you know that there was a question mark at the end that implied yeah. like dot dot dot. Uh -huh. And I go, oh no no, that's just she's my friend. We were work together. But then then it's like, oh. no, no no, I fucking hate her. It's fine. That's great. Yeah, but the, it is honestly, uh, the pretty woman around is a weird stamp of approval for dudes. What's, what's like? What? You know what I mean? I get that. Like you, we were talking about someone we knew where. Their previous girlfriend was super hot, and yeah. it's like so we knew they were gonna date somebody else super hot. Sure enough, they did. Or just like they, it's gonna sound weird, but that like if someone who is super hot and potentially shallow, potentially not, was into them, there had to be some good qualities to that person. There we go. See, this is it. This it's is, like a, way, a terrible way of saying so, it, but like. <laughs> so I want to point something out. When you and Barbara go out in public, people will pose you the question, like the dot dot dot, trying to feel out if she's your girlfriend or not. Doesn't happen that often. That is not the experience I had with you. Wait, what What was our experience? Because remember we went to that restaurant downtown that one time? I went there with you and Bethany. Uh, then you two walked away to go sit at the table and I was going to get you guys your drink at the bar. <laughs> and the, there was a guy sitting at the bar. He watched Barbara and Bethany walk away, then turned and looked at me and went, got a couple of expensive ones with you, don't you? Wow, dude, I was like, really? what the fuck? <laughs> I do remember that. Why is that the assumption here? Much more commentary on Gus than you two. Right, absolutely. <laughs> Much more commentary. Yeah. It was a weird, horrible compliment in a weird way to you two. Yeah. Expensive, uh, you know? Yeah. yeah. We're classy. <laughs> we like nice things and expensive and he, meals. And he said you, it just felt like you looked like a rich guy. You could afford, <laughs> the, nice, right. afford the nice girls. Yeah, that, not not at all the same. How many how many uh, lady friends do you have that get mistaken as uh, hired help? Me? <laughs> I've never had. I've 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 been fortunate enough to never have uh, any lady friends in my company mistaken as 
ladies of the night. Ladies of the night. Yeah. Did you and I, I think, and a couple of people went out like, when we were both single. Yeah. Did I, I wing woman for you, maybe? Maybe not. I think you've tried. Yeah. You've tried. Yeah. I tried. I'm I'm very awkward in a cold, open kind of experience of like uh, just meeting someone at a bar. Like I think I'm just, it's not something I'm very good at. Um, really? Yeah. That's, yeah. that's the part I like. I think that's what makes me like the wingman stuff is I get to chat people up and then go switcheroo. Yeah. Bite. You know? Yeah. <laughs> that, I, and that's, can you beer? Yeah. That is, Here, you that, one. that is a more ideal oh, experience for me is when I can have someone who like. Shit drops in your lap? Yeah. yeah. Go figure. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Everyone prefers that. Yeah. Yeah, well, I'm saying it's just Gavin that. is the fucking king of that. Gavin? Yeah, when Gavin's single, huh. I've literally seen conversations where uh, a, a woman will walk up to Gavin and say, like, not we're dating now, but basically like, hey, you, we're dating now. And he's like, okay. <laughs> I mean, that's really like, I've never, I mean, have you ever seen a thing where Gavin approached a woman and like worked on it and made something happen? Not in the <laughs> fucking 15 years I've known. No, him. no, never. I can't, I can't picture that. No. Yeah, it's fascinating. It's fascinating. And he does perfectly fine. Yeah. Yeah. A little too well. Mm-hmm. I agree. When's Megan to wise up? Be like, what's going on here? Yeah. Really? She likes you. Really she could do a lot better than Gavin. Uh, dude, I saw something so funny. And I don't know if we can look it up or not. But the Italian Go goalkeeper on. for the World Cup team looks like Trevor and Gavin had a baby. Oh, yeah? imagine Gavin, but with Trevor's hair, basically. It's really bizarre mm. to me. And it's one of those things where... Anybody else looks at the picture, they'll say, I'm absolutely wrong. But I guarantee this guy, like, something about him, he looks just like Gavin and Trevor. I'm still, my mind is still blown of that, um, it's like a magazine cover with some woman who looks oh. like a cross between me and Ashley. Mm -hmm. I look at that every now and then because it's my camera roll, and it freaks me the fuck out. Because usually when people send me a photo, it's the same what we were talking about before, where you're like, yeah, just some... Not the best picture, because the hair, but... <laughs> this is, oh, Is okay. anybody else watching the World Cup, or am I the only one? <laughs> I, dude, the, I didn't even know what was happening. Wow. I, I, I thought this was qualifying rounds or was, something. What is this? I was watching the, I was watching the Overwatch League stage finals <laughs> last night. Does that count? <laughs> no, that's not the World boys? Cup at Are all. We sports we're, boys, though? we're sports boys, but we're, we're not the same boys. sports boys. Okay, yeah. okay. You're an esports boy. I'm an esports boy. Oh, that's great. Um, I, I read a story that... You know, in Europe, they call Overwatch Footwatch. <laughs> <laughs> the, uh, while they were practicing, South Korea played Sweden this morning, and they were practicing... And they, you know, they played like friendly games before they, the actual match together. The South Korean coach determined that Europeans have a hard time telling their players apart. So he had all of their players switch jerseys so that they wouldn't know who was good at what. Dude, that's awesome. That's hilarious. That's fucking crazy. Is that legal? Uh, during the friendlies, yeah, it was just like scrimmages, so it didn't count. Oh, oh that's funny. Yeah, it was unofficial games. So yeah. like people wouldn't favor certain players. Right, so the Swedes would think that the person with one name was good at something, but really it was someone else. Sure. Yeah, that makes sense. Oh. That is that is amazing. That's great. It's a good strategy. Dude, so they still ended up losing. Let's talk hockey for a second. You saw hockey for a second. Let's let's talk it for a second. Oh, so the, the Capitals won the Stanley Cup, right? Yes. Washington Capitals. Mm -hmm. And the crazy thing was the Las Vegas Golden Knights were in the Stanley Cup as a new team. Like this was their first season as a team. Listen, I don't follow hockey. I read this because the Caps put out a statement. Is that correct that this was the first season of the, the Golden Knights? I don't know. Uh, yeah, I believe so, yes. Yeah. yeah, it was. I think it it was? was? Thank you. Sports yeah. people over there. Thank it's you. So, it's so funny I looked at this. The, 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 they were all staring straight ahead in dead silence. So I was like, I got something wrong there. I no, know no, I no. You're good. No, you're yeah. good. Why would I know what's going on with hockey? It's just news. It's just news. 
I don't follow. I bet any you can tell me the most yeah, popular cat gif I, I of the day. I don't watch hockey at all, but I know that. And like one of the players had never won the cup, and he's old. That's Jor- true. Jorgensen. Yeah, no, it's a Russian name. I Igor Skoski. And he's missing teeth, and it was really funny. <laughs> Igor Skoski, that was it. Also, a girl flashed her boobs during the, uh, oh, yeah, the when they were skating around with the cup over their heads. And he had all the team following him, and the girl flashed her boobs, and they lost the rest of the team. Like, it was like ducklings. <laughs> like, <laughs> you know, in, like the Wiley e. Coyote, when they paint the line, and they change the line, go the other way, and everything just follows that? It's exactly what that looked like. Suddenly, yeah. he's by himself <laughs> with the cup. Everyone's just at the glass. A little distracted. Yeah. Why'd uh, you bring up hockey? Because Barb oh, is, okay. is a hockey fan. She's a Senators yeah. fan. Yeah, Senators are a mess. Wait, Wait, what, uh, is their, what is their team name? Ottawa Senators. Senators? Yeah. Senators. It's yeah. like as Roman it, senator. Yeah, it's got as, the, in, as in a political. Yeah, they, they 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 get all of their elected representatives and they have to field a professional hockey team. <laughs> what a terrible mascot. No, it's like the the um like a Roman centurion thing with the Cool, call yourselves the centurions. Don't call yourself the senators. I think it might be the Canadian word for it. Who knows? It's the terrible. Canadian word for a, senator a Roman <laughs> thing. Sure. It's senator with a U in there for some reason. While we're shitting on team names, there's also the Montreal Canadians. <laughs> yeah, that's also Bad. Edmonton Oilers. Oh man, that There's makes me upset every time I hear about the Oilers. Because my the team I followed growing up in American football was the Houston Oilers, and then they just fucking went away. They shipped them off. They sold them to Tennessee, and they took the name with them. And then when Houston got another team, so well, they, I mean, it's the kind of the same. Oilers? No, they're the Tennessee Titans now, bud. Oh, they were the Tennessee yeah. Oilers for one season, right? I think they were. I think they were. Yeah, they do throwback stuff every now and then when they have those throwback days in the NFL. Yeah, they put they bring out the old school Oilers uniforms. Like fuck you. Well, in response to the Canadians, there is one football team called the Texans. Yeah, I guess it's something that teams do. the The funniest one to me has always been the Toronto Maple Leafs, though. Why? It's just like <laughs> it's just the maple. Like you're naming your team after a type of leaf. It's, it's like just yeah. so funny to me. I it's don't like know. if you had like a sports league with kindergartners. Like one of them would be the maple. We're the, the maple leaf. The maple leaf. Like oh, that's adorable. We're <laughs> the pine cones. There's the, there's the angels. Just yeah, angels. but it's just, when you name a team in Canada, it's like Maple Leafs. It's just like, yeah. why not the Beavers? Yeah, you know? or the yeah, Syrups. When, yeah. the, when the Canadians make fun of you for having a wimpy-sounding team name, you're kind of in trouble. I guess. Or like yeah. if we, you know, name the Washington hockey team the Washington Flags. Yeah. Well, <laughs> well, I mean, just co- to compare, like, in the NBA, we had, what, the Washington Bullets. And then they became the they, Wizards. They had to become the Wizards because they didn't want that associa- association mm. with uh, with Bullets. Why do I... Why do we? Associate that change with Michael Jordan. Was he like a investor in the Wizards after he, his career? Uh, he played there briefly. Played the yeah. Was that what it was? Played yeah. Did he play for him when they were the Bullets? And no, no, they were the Wizards. They ch- maybe they changed the Wizards uh, right before he came on. You might be right. No, it was. Yeah, it, yeah. Was, it was right around that time. Yeah. Was that post baseball? Yeah. Yes. Thanks, Patrick. I only knew that <laughs> he played baseball because of Space Jam. That's the only reason I knew Michael Jordan played baseball. I've still never seen Space Jam. <laughs> what? What? I'm, I'm, I'm Cancel old, this podcast. I'm older than you guys. I don't know if you know <laughs> I don't that. Fucking care. I watched things that I was too old for. How old were you when you saw Space Jam? I don't know. When yeah, Space Jam? you're. <laughs> I feel like it came I'd be out. 40 now when I'm watching Space, Space Jam. Jam come out. I want to say like late 90s. Mid-90s. It was like 98. I feel that way about Kingdom Hearts because we had to cover that a lot during E3 this week. And Kingdom Hearts always just felt like a kid's game to me because it's all Disney stuff. Mm-hmm. So I was 1996. Gonna, I was going to play that when I was 20. When did yeah. Kingdom Hearts come out? Uh, so, Whatever. Yeah. I was like in my Something 20s. Like yeah, that's yeah. how I missed Pokemon. Pokemon came out when it was like my first semester of college. my One of my two semesters of college. And I was yeah. like, I was too busy with that. And I, Pokemon happened and I'm, I wasn't playing video games. We for should that watch Space time. Jam together. 
All right. I don't know why. Well, plus when you're in college, you can't really afford a Game Boy. And what yeah. are you going to ask your parents for a Game Boy in college? <laughs> Probably not going to happen. You're busy asking for food to eat, you know, or money to eat food, I should say. Man, I had a great money meal plan eat. when I was in college. I would, I would eat a pint of ice cream with every meal. I wanted to see if I could get fat. <laughs> that was my plan. And did you? Uh, I got a bit of a belly, <laughs> but not, not huge, not crazy big. You're amazing. I called it my blue belly. <laughs> He would also he would also call his sisters or write them an email and ridicule them because tell them he was eating ice cream for dinner because he's an adult and adults can do that. Yeah, I would call him. I'd be like, "Hey, you know what I mean for dinner? Ice cream." <laughs> I was like, "Hang up." Your your younger yeah. sisters yeah, they're still at home. <laughs> How much younger are they than you? Uh, good. twelve years. Yeah. Oh wow. Okay. So they're like forty now. Oh, <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> he's he's your age. Why would you ridicule? He's actually him? younger than Bernie. Yeah. See, he's just trying to like. He's the baby of the group, man. Yeah, he's I was gonna say baby. you're the youngest of. Look at the cute little baby. Yeah. The nice thing about getting older though is all your friends like you think you're all different ages. You're not. God, you when just we started, kind of all merged together. When we started, yeah. I thought we're you all were the same so age. much older than me. I thought Jeff was younger than me. He's basically the same age. We're the same age now, as far as I am concerned. He's two years younger than me, which is like 0.5 percent of our age at this point. So what's well, a bigger differential when you're younger? I know it's what it is. It's yeah. just also life experience escalates. I was just talking to my kids about this because Teddy was. Oh, Teddy's got braces, and uh, he's Rip. three or four days in, and he's like, my teeth hurt. I can't stand this. And it's like, in a week and a half, you're not even going to remember you have them. And then two years from now, you'll be so happy, or 18 months from now when you're all done, you'll be so happy you'll have straight teeth and everything. So it's just like, I was trying to say, think about yourself four years ago when you were nine. Does that anything you did when you were nine matter? Do you wish you'd have spent more time, like, playing piano or something like that? When you look back, look back at stuff. It's like that's the way to look at it. So like, just like I know it's really important to you because it's going on right now. But think about your future that's self. It's also why you shouldn't eat a pint of ice cream with every single meal. Also that. <laughs> as well. Think about your. It was a delicious self. experiment. <laughs> okay, real quick. Let's see how well we know Gus. Quick quiz. John. Yeah. Barbara. Bernie. What is Gus's favorite ice cream? Why would I? Know? This I know an nothing. easy. This is an guess, easy dude. one. It's podcast. Chocolate chip. Uh, well, don't look at him because don't give me the answer, Barbara. I got my poker face on. Uh, I'm gonna say. Rocky Road. Man, I go off the beaten path and do like a pistachio here. Rum raisin. <coughs> Gus is old school. Mm. Old school. The old man. He's calling me old again. We're the fucking same age. We just <laughs> went over this. I always say your 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 name is Gus and you're married to Esther. Gus and Esther are that that you guys should be ninety Get off my those, lawn with those names. I'm gonna guess. You said chocolate chip. Yeah. Oh man, mint chocolate chip. Rocky Road. Nailed it. Was it really? Yep. Yeah. So fucking basic. Totally guessed on so that So fucking one. basic? Rocky yeah. Road, come on. That's what is your exotic I, ice cream that you love that I makes hate, you not like, basic? I hate pistachio and rum raisin and all no, that. No, no. I want to hear his, his amazing, cool ice cream that he loves. Yeah, what's your favorite? Blood. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> Frozen blood. Blood ice cream. Uh, I like uh, specifically Ben and Jerry's chocolate chip cookie dough ice cream. Ooh, that's, that's good. good. My favorite ice cream is chocolate chip cookie dough. Is it really? Yes. Mine something is in common. Mint chocolate chip. That's a good one. Favorite. It's so refreshing. Mm -hmm. I love it. That would be my second favorite. I like mint chocolate chip a lot. Also, uh, uh, drumsticks. I know it's not like an ice cream oh, flavor, yeah. but drumsticks are so fucking good. Man, uh, cornettos. But somebody figured out. Oh, I get to have cornettos. I'm going to London again. Woo! You can't get cornetto here. I don't think so. Not the and and I think I've found them here, but they're not the right flavor. They have different flavors. What are cornettos? Cornettos like are basically European oh. drumsticks. Gotcha. Also, everyone from Europe and then for Australia for Magnums will tell you they're wrong or whatever. Everyone always tells us their candy is wrong here. 
Like yeah, Gabby I, goes on and on about the chocolate. I the will chocolate. say our chocolate is not as good here. It's garbage. It's very bad. That's true. Garbage. It is. I brought 45 pounds of chocolate back from overseas once. What is wrong with you? I, I took that. a Did you bring an extra suitcase? I took an empty suitcase just to fill it with chocolate and bring it back. <laughs> Dude, that's trafficking. You can get like felony for that. I wasn't distributing it. I was yeah, eating it. Yeah. You're I'm look, I'm reporting you. I'm gonna need to confiscate um, your chocolate. It's all gone. I ate well, it. I, I had I've had that conversation though about uh, like growing up, especially uh, in media. It was always the joke that that uh, specifically British cuisine is inferior to Americans and 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 even like is tasteless and that kind of thing. But any experience, it was that was that was the joke. Mm -hmm. But any experience I've had with British cuisine or how they do stuff has been like, oh, this is upgrading stuff. Like even down to like how how they make their scrambled eggs or yeah. or how they make their bread. English kind of breakfast is like, that's like one of my favorite meals of all time. Yeah, well, yeah but what do you get? Because that's that covers a lot of territory. I don't want that fucking tomato with my breakfast. I'm with you, dude. Oh, I like that it. tomato does you. not belong on that plate. I Take those beans tomato. too. Get those yeah, out the beans, there. I'm on the fence oh, no, about it. No. Beans and toast is the best they thing in the world. Everything. Beans and Put toast is so in the good. In the cup. I, I mean, uh, I got to spend Christmas with Riot's family this year. So I got to have an English Christmas in the countryside. Mm. And her dad one morning made me a full English. And it might be one of the most memorable experiences of my entire life. So good. What was knock it out? What was in it? It had beans Bacon? and it, uh, yeah, it did. Did you get blood pudding? Um, no, he had. Well, blood. it wasn't blood pudding. It was a uh, black pudding. Um, and it's it, the old blood. You said blood ice cream was your favorite. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> Can't get enough of that blood pudding. Um, but yeah, had their bacon. Um, like what do they call it? Like rashers bacon, and eggs, um, and tomatoes and mushrooms, and it was and, I, and, and a cup of tea. Mushrooms Chicken eggs. Best. Yes. Okay. Just making sure. <laughs> It's a different country. No you caught, me, you caught me off guard. I didn't know how to answer that because no one ever says the term chicken eggs when they, when you are ordering food or anything. So I think, yes, it was chicken eggs. <laughs> there, say do we eat way. other eggs? Do you well, have ostrich? Quail, I guess, yeah. Yeah, ostrich, quail. You don't eat ostrich eggs, do you? You can. I feel like I've seen people eat them, but I feel like it's just Let's get an ostrich stunt. egg and make a huge it's omelet on the podcast. Ooh, yeah. Ooh, Eric, make it happen. You got it. Yeah, podcast five hundred. Instacart that shit. Get it here now. No, I want. I want. I want to see a film, a video of Eric trying to take an egg away from an ostrich. Let's That's what it. I want to see. <laughs> yeah. Good lord. Uh, I want to remind everyone: this episode of the Receipt Podcast is brought to you by Squarespace. When you need a domain, website, or online store, make your next move with Squarespace. Squarespace offers beautiful, award-winning designer templates. You can create a website or online store in just minutes. You could sell ostrich eggs. Uh, it's an all. It's a. Whatever, it's yeah, an all-in-one platform. There's nothing to install, patch, or upgrade ever. It's easy to set up or transfer your domain on Squarespace. Manage all your domain and billing settings in one place. Plus, it's never been easier to sell products or services online. Manage your products, orders, and inventory easily. With Squarespace, you can engage with your audience, get found across search and social, and grow your following. Start your free trial today at squarespace.com. Go to squarespace.com slash roosterteeth to get 10% off your first purchase. That's squarespace.com slash roosterteeth for 10% off your first purchase. And you know, we've been asking you to share your Squarespace creative websites. We've gone through, picked some more of our favorites. And as a reminder with Squarespace, you too can make websites like this. So be sure to tweet at us with the hashtag RT Squarespace. And here's a few more of our favorites. First up, we got at Nick underscore Frollo. Do we got it? There it is. Ooh. In Saginaw, Michigan. I've always liked that town name, Saginaw. Saginaw. Uh, next up is Glen Afric Craig. What we got? Ooh. Ooh, a brewery. Nice. 
And lastly, we got where's that? Where's where's Glen Affric Brewery? Doesn't say, dude. I can't. I can't. Bernie just I'm going to the website. I'll find out. Uh, the last one. Where right am I? Is Alex Yule? Ooh. That's cool design, dude. Hydrogen, helium, and the universe. What is this? Plerian puddle. That's the name of it. Plerian puddle. Chemical life. Go about that chem life. All right. Thanks for coming to the website. Thanks to Squarespace for sponsoring this episode of the Receipt Podcast. Um, did you say he was cooking meth? <laughs> he did. It's the only chemistry I know. Man, I haven't seen. I assume everybody's forever. cooking meth. What's that? I mean, I could have sworn I saw a guy who was driving while on meth the other day. How do you <laughs> tell someone's on That's meth? A very specific call driving. out. He was like, I don't know. He was just the, the way he was driving. He was in, he was on Lamar, and he was going to turn onto Koenig. So he was in the left turn lane, but then all of a sudden he decided he didn't want to be in that lane. So he shot out across all the lanes of traffic to the far right lane, but he went too far, so he overcorrected and then like swerved back into the left lane, and then realized he wanted to be back in the other one. Then like swerved erratically back into the right lane. So like, all right, I need to pass this guy. This guy's obviously fucked. It's eight in the morning, by the way. I passed this guy, been, like, and I look at it, and he's like, before. like picking at his face. Oh, oh wow! And I'm like, that guy's on something. Yeah, like, yeah. I, I need to put yeah. a lot of distance between us. And but luckily, he turned off to like some side street. It's like maybe that guy probably hasn't slept in a little in maybe. a couple of days, or maybe, he's yeah. just, like still drunk or something from the night before. That's a, that's another dangerous thing that a lot of people don't realize is that drunk drivers, um, like an after a night of like Saturday or Friday, there's still drunk drivers in the morning because people are like still drunk into the morning. No, that makes sense. Yeah. yeah. I mean, we have our bars here close at two. Sun Obviously, free. you can still drink at home if you want to. Mm -hmm. uh, but yeah, I mean, I've, I, I'm sorry to admit that I've sometimes gotten so drunk that I wake up and I'm still drunk. Usually yeah. it's not after a full night's sleep. Whenever that has happened, it's only happened a couple times, I think. It's, it's a terrible feeling. Yep. Mm -hmm. It's a really terrible feeling. I would rather wake up hungover than drunk. You know, I, I read something the other day about how... Um, the alcohol interacts with your body and you know you think about how like the morning after you got drinking if you've been drunk like you feel like you're sweating it out or it's coming out of your pores and you can smell it yeah that that's not actually the case that's not what's happening what's happening is the alcohol you know it's entered your bloodstream which is why you have your blood alcohol content but the, the what you're smelling is actually the alcohol interacting with the air in your lungs since your blood gets oxygenated in the lungs yeah and it's coming out of your lungs and it's in your breath which is why they use breathalyzers to test how drunk you are because you can't hide that because it's the alcohol content in your blood oh no, i just assumed it was like residual alcohol in your mouth yeah that's what, that's what i always like thought too that it was but it's just it's actually from the oxygen in your lungs yeah gross yeah it's really that's gross to think really about creepy. that like your blood is exposed to the air and that's yeah. what's uh, that's where that smell's coming from. Nope. Pass. I always heard the, I don't know if, it, I, I assume it's a myth, where if you get really drunk and you're like, oh, I'll just pee, I'll pee it out and feel better. It's like, no, you're just taking out the dilution of peeing out, like, the water and essentially getting more drunk. You're making your concentration of alcohol in your body higher, higher. by doing that? I always, I always hear people say that when they can, like, they puke and then they feel like they're better. It's a very unhealthy habit in, <laughs> in general. And it's what it's crazy how much everyone engages in this, like, basically. You're poisoning. Poisoning yeah. yourself. I went through this, like, this, like, this. But good luck with your brewery, dude. Yes. <laughs> hope, hope that business takes off for you, buddy. No, but I see, I, I grew up uh, not being around any sort of uh, culture that was based around alcohol. And then it wasn't until I got into my, you know, 20s that I was like, oh, I can I can do alcohol now. And I guess I'll try it out. I can do alcohol. Yeah. Yeah. Um, alcohol, please. Can, one one alcohol, please. Yes. Um, and then, you know, I, I, I kept trying to 
you know, for lack of a better way of putting it, getting into it um, and enjoying it somehow. And then, you know, you get into the Austin atmosphere and it's very much, you know, there's a lot of bars and that's how people like to go out and do stuff. And then if you date, that's what people like to do a lot. And if you go to parties, that's people do a lot. And I've just come full circle where I'm just like, I don't like alcohol. Yeah. I don't really like the flavor. I don't like the taste. When I started working on like my health, I did research on what it does to, you know, your your body when you did. I was like, well, that's like counterintuitive to everything else I'm doing in my life. So like at best, I, you know, when we go to parties and, you know, I just want to like not stand out like a total sore thumb, you know, like Max makes fun of me and asks if I want my vodka spritzer um, <laughs> because that's got the least of like, you know, caloric like content and that kind yeah. of thing. But to be honest, I don't, I never, ever, ever want to drink alcohol. I never have a craving to drink alcohol. I never, like, it's just something that I don't care for. I talk about mm-hmm. this all the time, but I think the only times I really drink now are at Rooster Teeth. Oh, you mean like, at work? I'll usually have a beer, maybe one beer on the podcast yeah. if I'm feeling like it. And then always open. We just, we have mm-hmm. drinks that Texas makes um, for yes. us. I'm looking at uh, the chat here on the Rooster Teeth website. And Peter Hayes says he gifts better when drunk. Oh, really? Though that's the thing that I've always pointed out that this is prior to me coming to the conclusion that I don't want to drink alcohol really anymore was that I'm st- I have to be 100% 100% sober every time I do on the spot. Mm. Cuz one person has to drive that train wreck. <laughs> Good lord. Um and I I try to drink during the early shows cuz it's like what we do and it's a, it is a way to loosen up. It is a way to loosen up and I find that does help. But it w- I found that it, like it ruined the episodes when I was a little bit way. of a crutch. Yeah. I mean, yeah, and it's unpredictable. That's yeah. the worst part. You yeah. never know. Well, since That's doing since taking those improv classes, I feel honestly better when I don't drink doing on the spot. Yeah, because I feel like more alert and aware more- of um, like where I'm going with a story or, yeah. or a character or whatever. I think it is. those improv classes have worked out really well. I think so too. This is the second time we've done them in the history of the company. Yeah. Which is really interesting because everyone's super into it this time. I kind of had to, the first time we did it, I kind of had to make people do it. And they were well, very, they were what, very, but they got into it. Once we started, we got into it. They got yeah. into it. But then. Oh, my, I did not want to do it at first. My second phase for that, did I ever tell you what that was? Stand up. Yeah. So after we finished the improv and everyone was happy and on a roll, I said, okay, now here's the next thing we're going to do. Uh, we're going to take like a stand-up class, and at the end of it, we're all going to do five minutes at an open mic. And this is like eight of us, nine, maybe ten of us uh, in the group. And uh, I literally had people, and I believe Gus was one of them, came up to me and said, if you make me do this, I will quit this company. I don't think I, said, I, don't think I went that far. You're like, I, I, you I, were I like, there's not, no way I'm doing want to do it. No. No, stand-up was like, that was a line for so I many people. I am terrified of that. And yet we just we just had stand-up for like five or six people from the company. Yeah. A lot of the Funhouse people and... Nick Scarpino, who's doing a comedy thing on his own, and then uh, Jeff, Jeff got up. Had like three or four good jokes in there. I haven't heard it yet. <laughs> Were you there? I'm, no. I, gotta, like, I haven't seen them do it either. Um, but to me, stand-up is way more terrifying than improv. I had thoughts of becoming a stand-up comic. Yeah? Yeah, when I when I was going through, uh, uh, you know, re- relational issues um, in California, um, I was trying to think of what to do to mix up my life. And that was part what led to me getting a job here at Roost Teeth. But one of them was I adore stand-up comics and I adore the craft of stand-up comedy. And so I started looking into it. And then it was around that time, like even Mike Birbiglia's uh, special came out, The Sleepwalk With Me. That is his story of how he became a stand-up comic. And it was inspiring. And so I started like writing down notes and just writing down bits and Mm. jokes and that kind of thing. And I had like a bunch. And then... What kind of comic would you be? Like a self-deprecating or... Yeah, it, it was it was a mixture of like self-deprecation and like observational comedy and that kind of thing. Um, hadn't really figured it out, and and obviously it takes a long time. Why to you do it? That out. 
I don't know. I think it was a little bit of like. How about now? I'm saying, why don't you do it now? I mean, I could do it now. I mean, <laughs> yes, you could. I could. Um, it's. I mean, just like you guys talking about, it's it's a scary thing. It is scary. To do. Um, and it's it's a guaranteed rejection is what stand up comedy is. It is is guaranteed ridicule. You, there is not a single stand up comic that's just been like, yeah, every single time I've ever gone up on the mic, it's been perfect. It's like, no. Every yeah. performance is like that though. Isn't Correct. It, in some way. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, anybody However, watch, anybody watch Crashing that Pete Holmes show on HBO? No. Yeah. Mm. It's really interesting. It's, yeah. it's, it's like semi-autobiographical about it the is. way he got started into stand-up. And it's mm-hmm. uh, it's really interesting watching you talk about like not every performance is good. And he, like it's his starting and his learning process and seeing like, oh, yeah, yeah, there's a lot of bad comedy. I mean, that's what that's like a thing that a lot of stand-up comics love to share with each other when they're around each other is share like their worst bombing stories because they all have them. Like yeah. everybody like Patton Oswalt and 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 uh, uh, Berbiglia and all these guys and Bo Burnham. See, to me, that's that's what's terrifying about it is because you have a prepared set and jokes. So bombing, it's like it, it's just like the, it's a prepared set you... of things that you think are funny and you think will be received as humorous. Yeah, and so it's it's just like when it's just like when we make a short or anything or, or write a movie, you think people are going to like that, and you hope. And you hope that your performance will do it, but doesn't. There's no guarantee with any entertainment that you're going to succeed. Yeah. Crazy thing with stand-up comedy though is you can have that same set of jokes. It kills one night. Yeah. You know, a different crowd, depending on what the other comics were that night. Yeah. You know, you can just like run into a crowd that just hates your stuff. You or know? just a big crowd that just doesn't feel like laughing. Yeah. I don't know why this made me think about it, but I saw a uh, a presentation that Penn Jillette, Maybe it's the performance aspect. I saw a presentation that Penn Jillette gave uh, a couple of years ago. And it was him and Randy Pitchford, which was a weird pairing. But uh, they talked about Super doing from Gearbox. Well, yeah, they talked about doing close-up magic, you know, like street magic style stuff, where you go up to someone and you go through and and you know do a trick and you impress them, hopefully. But what uh, Pendulette said was, oftentimes when like a street magician comes up to you and says like pick a card, any card, or like starts a bit with you, they don't know what bit they're going to do. That's why at the top they don't say I'm going to guess your card or. I'm going to do this. It's like, depending on what you pick and depending on how it goes, it's like a multiple choice branching thing. Oh, wow. And it's like the whole, yeah. this whole thing's a process. And ultimately, you end up somewhere on one of them. But when you when you start, the, ma- the magician has no idea what, what trick they're about to do. And it's really interesting to me where it's that's a lot more adaptive than like coming up with a set. It's a lot more like, okay, we're just going to go on this experience together. Yeah. And then ultimately, we'll end up somewhere that uh, hopefully you enjoy. Well, there's some comics that are that way. And there's some people that I do like. I would say if you watched... Uh, uh, Kevin Smith, when he used to do his little tours, yep, and he would go, and his tours were not predetermined uh, things. He would go up on the stage and ask people just to ask questions, and sometimes he would answer the question. Sometimes he answered the question with like a five minute story. One of his specials, he got one question and made an hour long special out of it, and they didn't answer any more questions, and that was it. Yeah, and it was amazing to watch. And he's and whatever you want to say about his films or whatever he's done in the past or anything like that, if you're a critic of him. You watch his his one man shows, and it's amazing to watch someone be able to just carry a show like that. He's a very natural orator. Yeah, he's he's amazing. It was like his whole second grade. You said little tour, and I was thinking that those things were big. I mean, no, they were giant. Thousand seat yeah. theaters, you know, fifteen hundred people would show up to watch him. Yeah, a night with Kevin Smith, if I recall correctly. All it was, and it, yeah. he he didn't have he didn't have stand up bits. He would just do it. I've always thought that you would make a really good stand up comic because uh, you're a really good storyteller. Done it twice. Uh, and the, the first time I kind of like threw myself into it was uh, kind of funny live too. Mm-hmm. They had me do that, be the host, right. and they said just come out and introduce stuff and everything. And I said, well, how about if I do like traditional hosting? I'll do like a seven minute monologue at the 
top. And Greg goes, would you do that? That'd be great. It's like, I'd never done anything like that before. You did that thing in Vegas? So I came out and, and did the seven minutes. And killed of, it, yeah. That was fun. Yeah, that was a lot of, that was a, it was nice to be able to have my first experience doing stand-up comedy be for essentially a home crowd. Mm -hmm. Like I knew that audience and I made jokes just for them, you know. Poked a little fun at IGN, which they took in good spirit. <laughs> you know what I mean? And uh, what was the thing in Vegas you're talking about? Yeah. When we did the game, what was it, GameSpot, GameStop, uh, the the managers thing? Well, that's like a lot of my hosting stuff is like speeches that are funny. You know what I mean? Or, you know. But you were, you, like, you were asking stuff. if like jokes were going to land or not. Like you were asking me and Ashley, like, do you think this will work? That kind of thing. So you, yeah. were, you were crafting jokes into there. Tailored it because that was five hours, like in between stuff and everything. Yeah, that was back and forth. Oof. So, yeah. That was uh, it was fun though. That was a very fun trip. Um, you I'm guys not, had a ton of work to do on that one as well. Yeah, we worked the entire event and did little interstitials. Um, maybe the best hotel room I've ever stayed in. Which hotel was it? Uh, which hotel were you guys in? <laughs> no, it's because it's those two. It's those two uh, hotels that are like share a center part, and I can't remember which one I was in. The Venetian and the Palazzo. Yeah, it were wasn't you guys the in the Venetian? Were you guys in the Palazzo? Uh, we were in the Palazzo. So I was in the Venetian. It's the same hotel. It is. It's two totally, totally different. No, I walked into their room because we recorded a Game of Thrones connected. thing. And it, I was like, different this titles. is basically my room with just different colors. <laughs> you know, it was like when you're at the character selection screen, it was like Smash. And he's like, <laughs> I want red Kirby. Mm. That's what it was. We're, we were uh, in Vegas for, it was like Dice Awards, I yeah. think. That was the first time I was ever in Vegas. And I guess Rooster Teeth put, put us up in a hotel and they put me in the Mandarin Oriental. I think that was the nicest hotel room I've ever been in. When I walked into the room, music started playing, and the curtains opened by themselves. Yeah. What? Yeah, that was yeah. that was me at the Palazzo when I opened up. Everything opened up. Everything and, and started. It welcomed me. It was amazing because that like this was also I think two or three years into working at Rooster Teeth, so I didn't get to travel a lot mm -hmm. yet, and so experiencing that, I was like, oh my god, I want to like, travel all the time it has now. That, that hotel also has that butler's closet. Oh yeah! Where you could open like a little cubby from inside <laughs> your room. You could hang clothes you wanted cleaned, and then close that door. And then they could open that door from outside without coming into your room. It's great. Well, yeah. Barbara, I mean, I think you deserve it. I don't know if you've heard, but you're an expensive one, so it's, <laughs> <laughs> you deserved it. I had my well. own butler's closet. <laughs> so one of the things that Ellie and I wanted to do, or I wanted to do, uh, for the vlog was when we traveled somewhere. Uh, we, there was a period of time was in the Australian trip. Um, we ended up going to go scuba diving because that's Ellie certified in scuba diving. But when we stayed in a hotel, I always wanted to do this thing where I was going to have Ellie go find a local laundromat and wash her clothes and say how much it costs to do it. And then I was going to take all of my clothes and turn them into the hotel laundry on the little checklist you get and say wash them and see how much would it cost Ugh. To wash your clothes through the hotel laundry Expensive service. As fuck. I imagine a load would be like over a hundred bucks. Yeah, no, a shirt's like fifteen bucks for a shirt to be laundered, or is it like twenty five? It's ridiculous. It is the most overpriced thing in the you're world. You're almost better off just buying a new shirt. Yeah. yeah. Next time, yeah, you are. Yeah. Next time you're in a hotel, uh, go in the closet and see if they have a laundry list and look at the prices of what they're they'll charge you to do it's it. Insane. And you got to wait a day to get it back too. It's also I think they give you like a bag that's about this big. <laughs> yeah. It's like what am I supposed to put in here? My underwear. That's it. <laughs> Please wash my panties for me. Twenty dollars. Traveling tip: If you're a gentleman, you're going on a trip and you have a formal event. One of the things can be like your button downs can be a pain in the ass when you get in there. And you got to iron them at the hotel iron. iron. 
in your room, which, by the way, I don't know what the fuck people are doing with their irons in their hotel rooms. Are Cooking they meth. Are they battles with them? What are they doing? <laughs> Every time I get to an iron in a hotel, it's like someone has used it as like a boat anchor for <laughs> two years and then they put it back at the top of the closet. But uh, if you go, get, if you ever get your shirts dry cleaned or if you're going to be packing going to a formal event, go get your shirt dry cleaned and tell them you want it boxed, not hung up. And they will actually, it's a way that dry cleaners will deliver stuff you folded and in a box so that you can just pack it and it comes out and boop, you're ready to go. You don't need okay. to like well, iron the seams out Thank or anything. Learn that from my old boss, who was a traveling salesman. Oh. I'm going to be life. traveling with a suit to kind of funny prom, so I need to. Oh, are you going? Yeah. When is that? Me too. It's coming up. Uh, June thirtieth. Yeah. June I would 30th. go, but it's right after VidCon, dude. And I just did E3. Yeah. This is the last E3 I'm doing. I'm putting my foot down right now. You guys, listening? Ready? I yeah, think right. the person tell, you tell tell Ashley in about eight yeah. months. <laughs> I already told her. I'm trying to. This is why I'm trying to bring it up now because it's like. It's not as hurtful when I when I say it when it happens. I don't know. You'd rather her, her hear it on the podcast of you saying you're never doing E3 again. Well, so <laughs> I think she'll hear then. it and she'll say, "Ah, he'll come around." It's next rough, year. but it's challenging. It's like it's it's a really challenging week to of, get through. Three of you guys were there, um, like co-hosting this whole yeah. week but, or that whole week. But I like it. Yeah. I do too. It's like it's I'll, my, I'll complain it's about it. One. Yeah, I'll and complain yeah. about it, but it's a. Uh, it's it's definitely different than other stuff we do, mm-hmm. and and you got to be ready. I yeah. saw you. I think it was when uh, Jeff had his uh, pop up store party, and you were <laughs> like, "I've been talking for ten hours today." Yeah, yeah. I'm like, holy I'm fuck. I'm gonna tell that story about uh you and Eric when I ran into you guys at that party. I ran. I I, I walked into that party with Jeff, and uh, the first people we run into were Barbara and Eric Duncan, uh, who's you know heads up our our marketing. And so we're talking with them, and I, I, I think one of us asked, I think I asked Eric, like, what are you doing here? You know, why, why are you out here? He's like, oh, you know, marketing, got to oversee the the pop-up store and everything. I said, like, oh, okay, that makes sense. Then Bethany walked up. She's like, I just took a photo. I'm going to post it online. What's the hashtag I should use here? And you both go, uh... We're like, uh, uh, I don't know. I go, great job. You two wow. knocking it out of the park. You two are really killing it here tonight. Traveled yeah. from Austin <laughs> to be Johnny on the spot. It's like, I don't know, Listen, we had some great social media coverage at that event. <laughs> hashtag uh, shirt. <laughs> hashtag shirt. Dude, I got so disappointed. I was going to wear it on the podcast today, and I I bought it. Okay, so I went to Mighty Fine, the hamburger place, which is owned by the- Where'd pe- you go? I went there yesterday. Oh, it was a while ago. Oh. Uh, I actually was going to go there yesterday, but uh, we got kind of a late start for Father's Day. Mm. So where do you want to eat? And uh, you guys, <laughs> I'm looking at everybody here for anybody to acknowledge what I'm saying, but you guys have never been through this. Fathers Day typically say, "Hey, where do you want to go to eat?" You say, "I want to eat here," and it was like, "Yeah, no." And you're like, "Okay, <laughs> so we'll go eat somewhere else." Where are we gonna go? Mine just go where I say to go. Is it? Yeah. <laughs> but uh, your kids are at the point where they like negotiate with you at all on that yeah. stuff. See, my kids are. I think they're, they're like, still too young for that, right? Maybe. Are so, they? Are maybe they respect me? Or they're just well taught? <laughs> yeah, I think my kids respect you more than they respect me too. So it's, it's, <laughs> the uh, but I uh, I wanted to go to Money Fine, but they were closed already, or they were gonna close in like. 20 minutes and just like, yeah, let's not do a Sunday night. Yeah. So we went to Home Slice instead. Mm-hmm. Which new one or the new one? Huh? The new one's nice. It is nice. Yeah. It is nice. Where's the new one? It's right, uh, right around here. It's like it's a right here. Yeah. It's right across the freeway from here. Yeah. yeah. It's not like airport in 53rd, basically. Yeah. Oh, wow. Very close. Yeah. Super close. You know where Drinkwell is? Yep. Just a little bit closer to the office from Drinkwell. Awesome. You're like a block down. Yeah. Yeah, I went there the other day. The place, God, it's 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 good. They and they have like the Sicilian pizza there, which they don't have at the other location. Mm-hmm. I got what I ate a couple I, slices of Sicilian. I got their normal slices. I ate part of an Italian sub, and I had the cheesecake. Italian sub is good, dude. Everything. Did it you was really? So good. Were you there with just Esther? Yeah. So you guys like pounded on food. That's awesome. Pigged out. Does it compare? <laughs> I, like, I wanted to eat everything. I was like, I just want to try 
everything. If you were blindfolded and given two slices of pizza, one from Home Slice here and one from Home Slice on Congress, I don't think I could tell the difference. No, able- no, good. That's good. No, that's good. It means they're consistent. That's. Yeah, I, I thought that it would suffer up here. It wouldn't be quite the same for some reason, but no, they nailed it. It's exactly the same. So, good. the pizza place where you normally get pizza for the podcast when we do get pizza. It's literally. I don't, know, I don't know why it's me who gets the pizza. Blo- I have not gotten the pizza in years. These guys throw you under the bus all the time. For it's it. not me. I don't go get the fucking pizza. It's a me. So you're saying right I'm here right now, you're okay from now on because it's closer if we get home slice every time. I'm absolutely. I used to pick up home slice all the time when we were down in Rafael Bonato. You guys hear that? When I did get the pizza. Somebody make a log of that. Is it official unless. Until Eric I think Peter Hayes needs to make a gif about it before it's official, Eric. So. <laughs> we'll see. Peter Hayes. By the way, it's official. While we are talking about uh, E3 coverage, Peter Hayes was amazing uh, during that entire thing. Because first of all, he's eight hours away. From, in yeah, from LA. in Ireland, is eight hours away? Is it is it Greenwich Mean Time in Ireland, or is it minus one? I believe it's GMT. Let's assume it's eight hours. He's eight hours away. He watched all of our coverage. He was omnipresent. During that, and was constantly making gifts and making extra content, and it was so freaking awesome. Yep, we must have shown probably a dozen of his gifts. Yeah, on the streams. Yeah, and then of course he made that incredible wrap up video. <laughs> your shark um, singing. Samuel shark Irvin singing. in chat is asking if you finished your mighty fine story. Was it just that you went to Home Slice instead? Nope, that's okay. not it. Okay, thank you. Who is it? Uh, Samuel Irvin. Thank you, Samuel Irvin. Uh, so I went to Mighty Fine, and they have T-shirts for sale there. And Mighty Vine is owned by the same people that own Rudy's. And they both have that hand-washing station. Yeah. Where you get the sticker. They make a shirt that's just the sticker. It just says, I have clean hands. It's a big thing. It's a lie. That's so cool. What do you mean it's a lie? Because you don't always have clean hands when you're wearing that shirt. Mm. You don't always have when you have the sticker either. But you can go, the sticker's at least at the station. Yeah, but they don't police it. They don't make sure you only take the sticker after you wash your hands. What is this? A contract? It's, it's a, a lie. It's a it's lie. Just, it's just a cute shirt. You're being disingenuous. Dude, if I wear a Ramones shirt, I'm not in the fucking Ramones, dude. <laughs> I just like the shirt. But does the shirt say I'm in the Ramones? What's that? Ooh. Does the shirt say I'm in the Ramones? It's implied. No, <laughs> no, it doesn't. Your shirt says I have clean hands. It is a declaration that is a lie. Yeah, if your shirt said I like clean hands. I don't, dude, everybody wears the I voted stickers, but we never vote. I go just go get the sticker and leave. <laughs> <laughs> you, you know, that's so, again, everybody does that. You're right? talking about something. Something that is lying as a relation to what your other thing is lying. I just want to point it out to the audience. If I can't ever finish the story, it's because fucking John keeps interrupting. I, I, I like the Yo Vote stickers. <laughs> yo Vote. Yo, yo Vote. vote. Uh, so I bought the I Have Clean Hands thing because I thought it's uh, we like that. Yeah. It's, uh, we get the sticker. It's funny. So I thought I'd wear it on the podcast and some people would get what it is. Some people won't. The fucking uh, I Have Clean Hands on the back. It's not on the front. Don't they have one? It's a little Mighty Fine logo here. Oh, on the chest. And then on the back, the whole back of it is the I Have Clean Hands thing. Just wear it backwards. Yeah, I thought about doing that, and I actually thought of all people, you would point it out that I was wearing a shirt backwards. You know what you should do? You wear it backwards, and then wear a collar shirt underneath with the collars over the the neckline, so you can't tell. Or just cut the collar out. I'm not committed to (laughs) this that much. Just get get the collar out. Cut the collar out. Hit your little shoulder. It'd be nice. Or just get the sticker. Be way, be way easier <laughs> if they just made a better shirt, I think. Yeah. I um, That's one of my pet peeves. I know it's like such a first world problem, but when you like a shirt, you like you're shopping for shirts in a store and you see, oh, this is a really cool graphic and you pick it up and it turns out it's on the back. Yeah. Like, well, what the, what's the fucking point? Yeah. Tony, Tony in, in the in the design, uh, the, Tony's in charge of our merch now. Like he likes the back thing and thinks that that's like. 
that's how we should be doing a lot more graphics. It's cool if we weren't always facing forward on shows. Yeah. Like, I, when have I you ever general, seen my We're back? in a selfie culture now. Like, yeah. Yeah. people are going to take photos with the shirt. I mean, honestly, that's what it is. So it should be flipped. Even he's it taking be selfies backwards. now. What? You're taking selfies. You get the Instagram account. You're taking selfies and stuff. That's fine. They're not really selfies. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't, think, I don't think I have a single selfie on my Instagram account. We can get his reaction, like though, right? He's, you can tell he's an older generation. He's like, I think, no, I'm, I'm getting selfie. mad because people misuse the word selfie all the time. All people the time. think selfie is a photo of themselves, but that's not true. No. A selfie is a photo you take of yourself. Yeah, someone's yeah. like, hey, can we get a selfie? I'm like, sure. And they're like, here, can you take. And right. Like, or they'll, they'll get somebody, will you take a selfie of us? They'll hand take us a selfie of us. And that's like, what? So, and then that person always ends up, if it's you, Barbara, ends up taking a bunch of selfies of themselves and then takes a photo of us. Gus has one photo of himself on his Instagram, and it's a picture of him. That, that I assume clearly, took? Yeah. clearly can't be a selfie, yeah. unless like you're it. really good. You can see both my hands. You can. Could be on now. a timer. Wink. You could be like this. Click. Like it, that. That's another argument. Is a selfie on a timer a selfie? That is a self-portrait. I don't think it is. I think you have to be holding it mm. for it to be a selfie. Selfie in a mirror is a selfie. Yeah, but you're... You're holding what? it. You're holding it. I'm just saying, there's all sorts of, <laughs> there's all variations here that count. He got, he got so excited about that. A selfie with an Android is a selfie. Yeah. Whoa, <laughs> calm down. Is it a selfie if you take like a film camera, do this, and then <laughs> yes. get it developed? Yes. I don't think so. I think it's self-portrait. That's what... That. I wouldn't call that a selfie. Why? Mm. What about with those like instant Polaroids? Yeah, because you see it pretty soon. So it's all about time. So it's about how quick That's a you slow see feed. it. You get it in a little <laughs> while. Get it a little bit. There's no speed involved in the naming of a selfie. That's sloppy. <laughs> <laughs> I think Slofy is a great PR uh, agent. For Rooster Teeth, Slofy's awesome. Slofy, <laughs> she's uh, she was asking me to do something just recently, some uh, industry event, and I feel so bad for Sophie because it's like, it's just it, by our nature, and I know Jeff does as well. Gus, I don't know if you do it as well, but I, I, I basically make her ask like five or six times before I say yes. But I always say, you know, I'm going to do this. If you tell me, I'm just trying to figure out if I should be going to this thing or not. Right. You know, because I can't. I have no vetting process. I've been to a lot of events where I'm like. Why the fuck am I here? You know what I mean? I'd rather be doing anything but this. I'm talking to an audience that sometimes at these conferences, people just show up. It's like, I know people really don't care about this. Yeah. And they're just here. You know, some events, you can just feel that in the air. I recently got invited to speak at like some conference for like data centers. And I was like, man, I haven't worked in IT in years. Like talking about cloud infrastructure and stuff. I was like, you got the wrong guy, man. I don't, I don't do that stuff anymore. You absolutely should have gone to do it. That'd have been amazing. <laughs> yeah. I was like, I'm. I'm make shit up. Not the right person. <laughs> it's like, let's oh, check this out. I'm gonna show you Amazon. Here yeah. we go. Check this out. You can lo- load stuff up. We're gonna have cloud as a service on the blockchain. Like <laughs> <laughs> just try to string them together as many buzzwords as possible. There was something that somebody said was the ultimate 2018 event, and it was somebody. I think it was Dennis Rodman on oh, TV God. talking about Kim Jong Un. Uh, and, and, and saying and, and using wearing a MAGA hat and is pushing his cryptocurrency. It was like a marijuana cryptocurrency, like pot coin or something. Wasn't it a marijuana no shit, cryptocurrency? Really? I have yeah. a friend who actually has like the first one like that. She made the first uh, uh, cryptocurrency for the cannabis industry in California. Did a whole vlog with her. Yeah. Yeah. I Jessica. Didn't she had a currency too. Yeah. She was a cryptocurrency. She had that pot business. Coin. What? Pot coin is the one Dennis Rodman. Hers had is on. Paragon. Okay. So. Fuck Dennis Rodman. Fancy Brought name. to you by Popcorn. <laughs> no, he, really. he was ahead of the North Korea curve. Man. He was hanging out in North Korea before hey, it was cool. Is that a curve you want to be ahead nope, of? Nope, I don't think so. Is that a curve? I just read that Kim Jong-un has a higher approval rating in the U.S. than Nancy Pelosi does. <laughs> That's rough. <laughs> what has happened? What, is that? what has happened? What has happened? I don't know. What is going on? 
How is that even possible? Are you, is it, what's the, uh, you're in a Korean household now. What is your, what's the atmosphere there? Can you talk about it? I'd rather not. Oh, really? Okay, sure. That's okay. That's <laughs> I can give you my opinion. I don't want to give other people's that's, opinions. That's okay. About I totally get wow. it. I probably like should have asked. Bled that. into your world. I'd rather not. Gotcha. Gotcha. I'll stop. Can I, I can, can give I, you my opinion, but I'd rather not give you other people's. You talk to us about the DMV. Oh no, no, I wasn't asking yeah, for yeah. it. That I'm just amazed that that <laughs> would bleed into even just you know. I will. I will help get you out of this and get myself out of this for asking that question uh, by saying that we. Uh, I'm uh, one of our friends just recently had a 30th birthday. Yes. Gavin Free. Oh. And so nothing really, like, nothing happened. 30 is a big milestone. So it's like, geez, nobody's doing anything. So I thought. Well, it's also Gavin. It is true. Doesn't give a fuck. Well, I guess so. But it's a 30th birthday. It's a big milestone. He's yeah, old yeah, as yeah. shit now. And so I thought, okay, I'm going to gather a small group of people, go out for a really nice dinner, and I'll host the thing. So I put together <laughs> this list of people that I want to go. And it was like, it was tough because the room only fits like. 15 people mm. and also the place is fucking expensive and I don't want to go crazy So this list of everyone Gavin's known for the longest period of time is like how we tried to go through and do it And we finally came up with the list sending out invitations ask people to RSVP Look at that the yep. only person who has an RSVP <laughs> to the party is guess who? Gavin, yeah. Gavin. <laughs> even I RSVP'd even you did. Did you see my note? You did Gus's note was yeah, I guess <laughs> that was Well, it. did you send the invitation to Gavin or to Meg? I sent it to Gavin that's why I'm not upset by this at all. I think it's funny. I, yeah. I'm, I'm thinking about turning him away at the door. You know what's really funny? If he doesn't show up, if he forgets about it, and it's just us there celebrating his birthday. To be fair, Gavin has been very grateful. He's like, I, he's like, thank you for doing this. I can't believe that you're going to do this for me. Oh, that's very so, nice. Yeah. It's, so it's, it's more effort than he would put in himself. Gavin? Yeah. Yeah. Especially... Like, can you imagine to do that for me? Yeah. That would be like, no. He wouldn't even do it for himself, for God's sake. Right. Yeah. Uh, here, I'm going to read this. Uh, I want to remind everyone, this episode of the Receipt Podcast is also brought to you by Honey. How many times have you searched for a coupon or a promo code or an online deal? You copy the code, go back to your page, paste it, and nothing. It's so aggravating. Before you copy and paste another useless code, try Honey. Honey is the free browser add-on that over 9 million people are using every day to save money when they shop online. In two clicks, add Honey to any browser for free, then shop like you normally do. Honey scans and tests millions of coupons in the background, and at checkout, Honey automatically applies the best coupon. Times magaz Time Magazine basically calls... I screwed that one up. Time Magazine calls Honey basically free money. Over 9 million people use Honey every day, and together they save millions of dollars. Uh, I was talking with one of our producers here who said that uh, she recently bought some bedding from West Elm and saved over $40 with Honey. It instantly applied different coupons and didn't have to do anything but add it to my browser. West Elm? Yes, from West okay. Elm. Uh, loved, I didn't have to dig for a coupon that worked. And there's no reason not to add Honey to your browser today. It's free, takes just two seconds to install, and will save you tons of money. Get Honey for free at joinhoney.com slash teeth. Uh, it's two words, joinhoney.com slash teeth to start saving with Honey today. It's joinhoney.com slash teeth. Thank you for sponsoring this episode of the Rooster Podcast, Honey. I uh, met some of those guys who work at Honey when we were out at E3. Nice guys. What, they were out in E3? Yeah. Oh, okay. They were like, oh, uh, you're, you're Gus. You read our ads. That's like, funny. Oh, I, was, I was like, yeah. He's like, yeah, I work, uh, I work at Huddy. I was like, oh, cool. Yeah. I was like, you're a new, you're relatively new sponsor. He goes, yeah, we're super excited about it. I was like, oh, that's, that's crazy to run into you just like randomly like that. Do you ever have a sense of pride where like someone tweets <laughs> no, to you? never does. <laughs> or someone tweets to you being like, hey, like I heard you read this ad for so-and-so on this podcast. And like I went out and tried them and they like tagged a brand. And you want to be like, hey, it 
we got one. We got <laughs> like, like, it was me. Normally the brands are pretty on top of that. They, they're yeah. always replying. But it's pretty cool to be like, hey, I did something good for you. Yeah. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> uh, Greg Miller was calling me out on Twitter the other day. Uh, he, he was claiming that uh, I got all my MeUndies for free. I was like, what? I, I sent him an invoice for something that I, that I bought. I was like, look, I still pay for them. I saw Why you, still buy them? You have a bag of MeUndies right now. Do I? Yeah. Oh, okay. I got to pick them up. Yeah. <laughs> How much underwear do you have? I have too much. <laughs> I need a pair down. She, <laughs> just one? <laughs> she gets it. I got you. The, uh, so, do you have, like, 20 pair? Probably. No shit. That's yeah. not a lot. That's not a lot. Uh, yeah, but, I, but I wash, I do laundry every week, right? I, so like, I don't do laundry every week. I do. Never want to have more than two weeks of clothing. Never, ever, ever. But you do. I do because I have, like, suits and stuff that I have to wear. I can't wear that every other Friday I wear a suit. I guess good, but, uh, but then, like, socks, underwear, t-shirts, jeans, I just have enough to, like, I got my ball hole replaced. <laughs> no ball happy hole? to know. Oh, I just worry about traveling. I'm ball hole free. I got when, all new jeans. When we go on extended trips that's for work, I just worry about like not having enough stuff. That's that. it. Yeah, I don't. I don't want to have to do the fucking fifteen dollar shirt hotel laundry. Dude, I I'm done. I'm done. Done staying at Airbnbs. I'm done. Why? I'm done with it. What's wrong with Airbnbs? I posted a picture of mine. It's just like oh. they're all. So there's two kinds of Airbnbs. There's somebody's house, and then you go to somebody's house, mm-hmm. and real people live there. And so it's a house. Oh, I know what you're talking about. But no. the, now there's so many of these that they're all like these new real estate developers yeah. or this whatever this new classification is uh, where they buy these places on spec, usually condos, yeah. and then put the bare amount of furniture possible in them. Maxing out how many, how many people they could sleep in those places. Yeah, they say like, oh, this sleeps eight. It's like, there's two bedrooms. It's like, well, yeah, there's bathtubs though. Just yeah. uh, orgy it up. Yeah. Or, or sleep orgy in this it up. Yeah. So this is the picture of the Airbnb you stayed I at. said that Airbnb is the perfect service if you've ever dreamed of living <laughs> in an Ikea showroom that's half empty. Yeah. Well, that was like we all... I mean, look at that. That could be... You put a yellow line on the floor. That's an Ikea. Yeah, but like essentially... It's nice. What do you really need staying in Airbnb? You got, I, a, you got a whole kitchen. You got furniture. You I'm got, saying a hotel's better. I, I agree. I, I don't mind Airbnbs, but I was one of the last people to show up for E3 because I couldn't get there until Sunday night. Um... And so everyone was already settled in, but apparently we had overbooked our Airbnb. No, no. See, that's the other reason I'm done with Airbnb. We were totally booked, and they just called us back and go, oh, yeah, we messed up. And they didn't have the reservations. So they put Ashley and I way far away from everybody else, and they put John in a hotel. Yeah, so I got to go to a hotel, and I like a hotel because of the automation of everything. You know, your room is cleaned up every single day. It's amazing. It It had a a gym. Um, You also can't... I'm not saying can't, but you have some form of guarantee when you book at a hotel, whereas Airbnb, they're people, so they could fuck you over really yeah, easily. Yeah. And it's like never a sure bet. But Run into that way more often than you do like showing up at a hotel and they're like, yeah, hey, we don't have a reservation. Yeah, and you got to scan for the hidden cameras and you got to yeah, unplug all of them. <laughs> there was a time, there was a hotel in uh, Marina Del Rey, which is right by the full screen offices in LA. And it's where Matt likes to stay. I've tried to stay there. It took me three times staying there to actually get a room there. Like one time, uh, the reservation got canceled 24 hours in advance. The other time I showed up and they're like, yeah, we don't have your room. But to their credit, when I showed up and they said, we don't have your room and I had a reservation, they went out of their way to make sure I had accommodation. Like they, they booked another hotel for me for the night. Uh, they arranged a car service to take me between the two places. It was like, it was a big fucking deal hmm. to them. Damn. Um, that they, they screwed up. Whereas opposed to an airline, man, I saw a fucking Delta flight. They got canceled <laughs> when I was coming back from uh, 
Red Flag Delta, Seattle. Just went to Seattle recently. And uh, the, it was an entire plane full of people crowded around one airline representative, gate agent, who was, like, explaining to them. And I, I just heard overheard snippets like, well, where are we going to stay tonight? And it's like, well, you have to make your own accommodations. Well, are you guys going to pay for that? No, that's not part of what we're offering. And it was just like, you could tell it was about to get super heated. Dude. Yikes. I, uh, I get, I, I get travel anxiety just for, um, getting to things on time. For some reason, that's something that really gets me worried. Like, I don't mind the flying part. I don't care about any about anything like that or secure anything like that. But it's mostly just the schedule that it all line up, which is why ideally it's always like, you know, you do nonstop flights and that kind of thing. And I couldn't get a nonstop flight to E3 um, on Sunday night when I could leave. So I had to go to Dallas and then get to L.A. Um, and so I had one connecting flight and we, we landed in Dallas. And I was like, oh, good. We're on time. I'm fine. Nothing can go wrong. Um, we landed and we got in line to get to our that little, you know, the place where they let you out of the of the plane. What what's that part? The little like the gate. The, the gate, I jet guess. The, the, the jetway. Jet okay. And um, they said, "Oh, there's a plane in front of us, and they'll be out in a couple of minutes, and we'll be up there." I was like, "Okay, cool. I have an hour until I get to my next flight." Oh God. Um, we were there for forty minutes. Yeah. And you feel like like taken away. Right. And I saw it like it was like that thing was like, oh, it's been ten minutes. I'm still fine. And then we get to like twenty thirty, and I'm like, okay, we got to get off soon. And then we. Because I was even in the back of the plane, so I was like, "Well, I got to get off once people stand up and everything like that." So yeah, I I had to book it to my next flight. Did you it, just shove people? Uh, but that's that's I I you joke that like some people would actually have that. I'm that. not joking. Oh, just so run, shove them. Just run through. Sit down. Yeah, just run through yelling. Excuse enough. the cart. Yeah, that's what you do. That takes too much. That's that's too much. <laughs> or so just I, say loud enough. Connecting. I have a connecting flight. Excuse yeah. me. Sorry. Like John Reisinger coming through. John Reisinger. Yeah, yell that out. See how that works I, I, out. No, I get what you mean though. So. A kind of a hidden part of the amazing race when I was on it was you jockey for position on the fucking plane, like trying to change your seats. Like when you book your tickets, if someone else ends up on your same flight, you want to get like two or three rows ahead of them. So, you get so they faster. get, yeah, I mean, two or three rows is like minutes, yeah, you know? Matters. Yeah. And then the other thing too is that right as we're about to land, you, I, I would always try to grab the flight attendants and be like, hey, can we just move up? And you got to, uh, the way the structure of the show works, uh, you have to do everything for yourself and for your camera and audio guy. So it'd be like four people. So we need to get order. any favor you're asking for. It involves four people, not two people. So it's like, like I'd ask, can we move up to like right by the door? Like business, there's I see four seats right there. Can we move up there? You know? And then of course the other team see you doing stuff and they're like, yeah. <laughs> they're like, like meerkatting up over <laughs> their seat. But it's a big deal, dude. Those, that seat position was always a big deal. And then we get to customs and get locked up anyway. So Trevor had an issue on a, a flight he was on. They were flying back believe it was through Dallas, but their their plane kept getting delayed and delayed and delayed to the point where they were not even taking off by the time the other flight was connecting. Oh, right. So most of the people on that trip got rebooked on a later flight. But then they landed and it was the same thing where there was another plane at their gate. So mm. they couldn't dock, whatever it's called. Um, and they were sitting on the tarmac, I think, for 45, 50 minutes. And while that was happening, the other plane that they were booked on also took off. And so, oh man, really? He was on the plane, so he was like, couldn't figure it out. So I was on hold with American Airlines trying to reach them, on hold for probably about an hour. Yikes! Because I just wanted to get him home that night. He had Everybody's been away having for a bad day. Was a there week. a lot of bad weather? Or what's going on? There, I think there was bad weather, yeah. a, a bunch of delays. Um, so while I was on hold, I went onto Twitter and I DM'd American Airlines, and I was like, "Hey, this is the situation. Here's his confirmation number. Here's his um, American number. This is the flight he's on. This is where it was delayed." 
this is the flight I'm hoping he could get on because it was like an hour later. Um, gave them all the information in a DM. Within like two minutes, they're like, all right, he's all set. Meanwhile, I'm still on oh, fucking yeah. hold. I, I always DM now. But it's good like when you have a plan already that they could just be like, mm -hmm. okay, here you go. Yeah. The, if uh, it all works out. And also, seats, if you're one of those social media airline employees, how much do you like the friendly request over DMs versus everything else you must deal with? Yeah. Of like, hey, jackasses, why yeah. am I sitting here and doing this? You know, it's like that's got to be 90% of their workload is just people who have exploded online. Well, that's who, who was I was uh, when uh, that day that uh, IHOP did the IHOP thing. I don't want to talk about that. Right. IHOP's we talked about it last. <laughs> okay. Week. No, I'm saying that that day that it happened, a ton of other chains made funny tweets about yeah. it like that. Like Pancake King. Right. Um, and I, th I think that's actually who I was trying to look up was that Andy. I was driving with Andy and he told me about someone's funny tweet. And so I tried to go find it and I couldn't find the tweet immediately. So I was like, maybe it was a, under tweets and replies, which is that other column in your, on, in your app. And I was just scrolling through their tweets and replies for like Burger King. Yeah. It might have been Wendy's. And it was just them responding to complaints. Oh, yeah. Like, a ton, just every hour. Like I scrolled, and it was like one hour ago, and I kept scrolling. It was like two hours yeah. ago, and that's just all their Twitter feed is. It's, it's people complaining too. about fucking hamburgers and like goddamn <laughs> Wendy's. People, people, a lot of people get online to just be mad. They like they like to be mad online, and you know they just they don't realize a person. It's just it's Wendy's, right? Yeah, you know it's not somebody's job to respond to that stuff. Also, I think everyone should have to work in fast food at some point in their life. Because you get yelled at yeah. all the time, yeah. like people just like just in any customer service. Fast food in particular, though, people just have yeah. no patience. Like, oh, this took forty-five seconds. I hate you. Uh, work at a call center. I mean, we got that too yeah. when we were working at the dial-up call center. It's like you all had a fifteen-minute outage. I want a refund for that time you were yeah. down. It's like, okay, you're paying nineteen ninety-five a month for your internet. I'm gonna divide that by thirty days. I'm gonna divide that by twenty-four hours, and I'm gonna multiply that by point two five because it's a quarter hour. Where do you want your like? Five cent check sent to yeah. you. Yeah. <laughs> I, wor I worked at a Burger King in a movie theater, which I'm sure most people who watch the podcast know. But that's the worst because you're dealing with people who expect fast food, even though it's a different type of location. Um, plus, they're usually late for their movie. So they're like hungry, rushed, angry, mm -hmm. and just expecting fast service because yeah. it's fast food where it's like, I'm the only person working here right now. That's the other thing too. It's like they staff down on everything yeah. all the time. I, I got in a discussion with people about IHOP. It's like, why are they doing this? They're they're rebranding. It's like nobody goes to IHOP. Nobody goes. Yeah. That's why they're doing it. Guess what? What's the last time you talked about IHOP? Yeah, and, like, and they're it's it's working. Yeah. My my kids have like zero sophistication in their palate, especially Teddy. Teddy. So, but I have discovered it is one of the places that everyone in my family will eat is IHOP. So we, I eat at IHOP on a regular basis. And often weekday nights, we go to eat at IHOP sometimes. And it is like it, just empty. It's There's more employees than there are customers. And then I go on Sunday morning with them and it's a three hour wait. So I can understand why they kind of moved away from the breakfast identity. By the way, burgers have always been on the menu. Oh, Always. Yeah. They're just raising awareness of that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. They're not getting um, rid of pancakes, right? No. no. I also yeah, don't so. think that they're going to keep it as IHOB. Also, it's just a stunt. They got to stop putting cream cheese and stuff. They're putting cream cheese. There's, if they, they could have cream cheese stuffed coffee, they would probably make that if they could figure and out IHOB, a way to do that. They have a lot of cream cheese stuff. Oh, my, everything's <laughs> stuffed. Everything got French toast stuffed with cream cheese. It's like everything. That's amazing. Every, oh, it is. It, it is. <laughs> they need to stop it, though. So they, you don't have to eat it. You don't yes, have to order do. that. You do. 
Please, what am I doing over here? What did you say the other day when we were out eating? You were like, if you put food in front of me, I will eat it to to until it's gone. Until well, it's, it's gone. like I set. eat food until it's gone. That's the problem on set is the food never goes away. I, it's like replenished. I hate that. Especially I hate when it there's too. a lot of downtime between shots, and you're just like wandering over by the like, snack table. Oh, I'll go eat snacks. Well, that was like a um, it's like opening the fridge and closing the fridge like every five minutes. Except you don't close it without getting it. You just you're constantly getting something. Yep. Uh. I knew I knew at E3 there'd be interesting food situations as far as like not a lot of healthy opportunities for food and I'm trying to you know reach a goal for fit for RTX and so I didn't want E3 just to be that an example or an excuse to like ruin that so I when last time I was in LA uh, uh, James had shown me another food supplement uh, kind of thing um, that's like a, a meal replacement drink and so I got some of that and I bagged a bunch of it up to put to take with me to LA and so I had all these Ziploc bags of this powder and oh, I they weren't in like containers no because I figured like a, just a giant container would be like you, you have to like put things in smaller bags I was thinking airport what color was the powder it's like an uh, like a tan um, it look kind of white yeah well I put it I lined <laughs> my bag with like probably like Eight of these things. Yeah, but and here's actually where it went weird, and I'm sure it has to do with a bit of this good old fashioned white privilege. Was that I went through the TSA pre-check, and that probably helped as well. But I, you know, I put my bag through, and uh, I got through before my bag, and I looked back, and I was wondering if I was going to get through without it being checked, and uh, and it goes through, and you can see the X-ray guy just looking at the screen, just trying to figure it out, and he looks over at me like waiting for me. He's like. What is that? <laughs> and I said, it's meal replacement stuff so I don't get fat when I travel. He said, okay. And he just let it go through and took it, which was great because I wasn't held up. But then in hindsight, I'm like, that should be a time you should check I when mean, a dude is taking a bunch of powder through uh, yeah. TSA. Like, it'd be a really bad way of smuggling drugs, but still. They don't expect it. Yeah. It's like, yeah. that might be the best way. But it's, by the way, it's always been that way. Like, you can't, the seriousness of TSA and, like, you can't joke around and stuff. The guy Gus and I used to work for back at the call center, he was a lifetime rodeo guy. And he started off in his career, in his younger days, doing that thing where they let a bull loose. He rides his horse up next to it, jumps off his horse, lands on the... Bull's neck and then like twist it over and like knocks it over. Fuck? Bulldogging is yeah. what he did. But apparently, when you do that, the way you slow the bull down is by just dragging your feet sideways. So he literally just like his knees are gone. Like uh, he just tore his knees out. So then he moved on to what's called team roping, where you stay on your horse. He ropes the horns, or his partner ropes the horns. And then I still to this day don't understand how a human being can do this. The other person ropes the cow's back legs. And I tried to have him explain it to me one time, like, how the fuck do you ro rope a cow's back legs? Just when it's like, you rope yeah, when where the running. legs are going to be. Yeah. He says you just basically like, you running? throw it in front of it like a trap Trapping and them. then pull it up. Yeah. And I was just like, fuck, that's crazy. Humans are amazing at stuff they can do. Um, but he uh, he was going to um, I think national finals for team roping or something, some event he had to travel to with his buddy. And this was, must have been in the 70s. And he said the way they transport ropes. Their ropes is they want to separ separate them from everything else, so they have cans, and they put them in cans. But they basically just, like, wind the rope into the can and then put it in there, but it ends up going up and down like this. Sure enough, they get to security, and the guy's looking at it, and he turns it around, and it's like this can. It's all these lines. And he turns around to his buddy and goes, hey, pal, he goes, buddy, what is this? What is this thing here? And his buddy goes, oh, that's dynamite. Jail for three days. They missed their event. They pulled them out of line. They threw him in jail <laughs> for three days straight. Yeah. 
It was in the 70s, what which else? I guess stuff was getting blown up like Pan Am flights and stuff in the 70s. But yeah, they don't fuck around with that. They never what have. Is what an idiot. The best case scenario for that joke. <laughs> he just he just thinks he's being funny. No, you know? seriously, what is that? Like, what does he expect? The guy goes, ah, funny, and uh -huh. gives him the can. That's the best case scenario. Right. Yeah. That a person thought you were funny. <laughs> the worst case scenario is what happened. Yeah, he yeah. went to jail. Probably could have been worse. Yes. Yeah. Like not a, not a good More case. than three days in jail. Yeah. Um, you brought up uh, working on a movie theater, and it reminded me of something that happened at E3 that I would love to tell a story about. It involves Elise Willems. Um, so we... The sunshine of my life. The sunshine of everyone's life. Elise I, is I, start, uh, I started at the Fun House. We were with them for a weekend. Yeah, they were in there. Mm -hmm. yeah. I'm trying to think, of, so when did you see Elise? Yeah, they were out there. Yeah. So we all went to a, 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 a mixer one of the nights there um, that I think we were throwing. And we showed up, and uh, I was hanging out with her and Josh Flanagan and, and James and everybody. And uh, we are at a party, and like I said earlier, I don't really like to drink, so parties are really kind of a moot point for me. I don't really like to drink, and uh, the food there wasn't any food that I wanted to eat, and so I was just prepared for a night of like, you know, socializing, but everyone else was like taking part of stuff. Um, but someone floated the idea of, I think it was Elise floated the idea of like, anybody want to go see Hereditary? Anybody go see a movie? And like I that night? Yeah, that night. And I perked up so excited because A, it gets me out of a party and B, gives me something to do that night that I love doing, which is going to the movies, especially with friends. I, I, I go to the movies by myself a lot and I like that, but it's also super fun to go with friends sometimes. And, um, and I hadn't seen Hereditary and I wasn't going to have time to see it. And I was super excited about seeing that one. So I was like, yes, let's go do it. Once I said yes, and Josh also was like, yeah, I want to go too. And once we had like said we we're going to do it, Elise kept backtracking. He's like, no, 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 we don't need to go. It's, she was, she like turned the Canadian up to 11 and was like, no, 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 we shouldn't go. Like, and she was so worried about James. And he's like, well, I'll just go home and take care of Benson. And she's like, no, 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 I should go home with you. She's being super But weird. she wanted to go see the movie. She, she wanted to go see the movie, but once, suggested it. But once we all committed to it, she was very much like, no, no, no. She was like worried that James would be upset that she was going to abandon him and that kind of thing. But James couldn't give a fuck about it. They live in LA. I know. Yeah. Um, and he didn't want and he'd already seen the movie. They already seen it. She wanted to see it again. And he's like, I don't want to see it again. So just go. It's fine. And so finally uh, got her to verbally commit to it. So I quickly, you know, used Fandango because we had a, a, a Regal just down the street from where we were. And I bought three tickets. And I was like, well, I bought tickets. We got to go. And she's like, okay. So we go. So we went and saw the movie and everything like that. And uh, it was great. And uh, before we went and saw the movie, we went into it. She was like, hey, can I just Ven Venmo you money for the ticket? I was like, no, no, no it's fine. I, I love going to the movies. I want to I buy you guys tickets. It's not a big deal. And so I was like, it's on me. She would not let it go. She kept asking, like, you know, oh, no, I need to pay. He's like, no, 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 stop. Well, I could put myself right now in Elise's mind where she's the one who suggested the movie. You're the one who bought the tickets. And like left a party to go do that. She was probably you're on a podcast. The, you're probably gonna bring it up. All, yeah. No, she felt the ultimate guilt right here. Right, but I let her off by being. saying no. I want to go see this movie, and I'm so happy to buy you guys tickets. It's 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 oh, my yeah, pleasure. Probably not that uh, E3 ends. We get back, and I get a text from Elise saying, "Hey, what's your Venmo? I need. I, I want to be able to send you." And I said, "You're not paying me for take this. John, take the fucking money." I didn't <laughs> want to. At this point, now I'm being combative, and I'm like, "No." Yeah. You're being a kind of a jerk by yeah. not taking the money. Well, it didn't so end there. Now you got 10 bucks and you're a jerk. It didn't end there because three days later, I get a ping on my phone. James Williams sent you $17. Really? <laughs> you should just press the Because James and I had interacted before on Venmo, and so she, he, he, she just got you should, James. You should donate it to the worst possible. You should donate it to the NRA in her name. 
Be ending like that's what you get for oh, giving me the money. No, I didn't want. I mean, that would be no. me being mean to Elise, God, no. and I can't be mean to Elise. But she'll never send you money again if you say not to. Hmm. But so, I, here's I'm, what I'm hearing: you'll take money from a man, huh? Hmm? But not. You, what, women, women are, women are good enough money. to pay you, John. Why, you can also press. I think you could decline. I got. I was about to do that, and I was. I just wanted this to end because I, I. I just. I didn't want to have this interaction anymore, so I just kept it. I didn't even like. I just texted her, holy crap, woman, and she just sent back a heart emoji, and I was like, okay, I don't, I could have made her feel bad, and I didn't want to. But now they're never going to go anywhere with you, because you make things difficult. How did I make things difficult? You're mortal enemies. By looking at the tickets, and buying them, and then also getting the car that we all took to the theater. It's kind of a creepy move. <laughs> <laughs> There's no winning. And I, I would I would challenge, by the way, Elise Williams being the sweetest person in the world because I think I went to Hereditary with the sweetest person in the world. Ashley will not go see horror movies. She doesn't want anything to do with horror, anything whatsoever. In fact, uh, I knew she, she was being super nice to me on Father's Day because I woke up before everybody else. And I just thought, I'm going to play a little bit of State of Decay 2. And so she sat with me and asked me a bunch of questions about State of Decay 2. I'm like, just, no, you're not into this in any way. You're just being super nice because yeah. it's a holiday. And uh, <laughs> But she would not go see Hereditary, Hereditary with me in L.A. So I ended up going on a movie date with Adam Ellis. And going to a horror ah. movie with Adam Ellis is fucking great. Because he's he a giant Viking who's like... Probably the gentlest soul on the planet, and it's a scary fucking movie. He, and the whole time he's like, Ee. he won't play scary <laughs> yeah. video games. This it is, was great. It was is, great. This is what was extra nerving about my experience with Hereditary. It's a great movie, and it's very scary. It's extra scary when the person sitting next to you has seen the movie, so knows what's coming, and still at certain points in the movie is looking down <laughs> and not not wanting to see what's happening. I'm like. What are you doing? You know what's gonna happen. Was it that bad? You don't want to see it Who's again. Who's this? Who did that? Elise. Elise. Yeah. Really? She kept. Oh, you calling down. her out? Yeah. Damn, Elise. She's probably counting the money she's supposed to give to you. That's uh, <laughs> what she's doing. Over and over again. I, I love that. She had her head lowered and get in guilt and shame. That's what she was lowered in. I won't see Hereditary. I'll see scary movies. Like I saw a uh, Quiet Place. Yeah. I've seen. I saw it. That's thriller. That's not Quiet horror. Place. Great horror movie. I was starting to think I was disconnected from modern horror because I didn't think Hereditary was as good as everyone is making it out to be. Yeah. And I also. I know I'm in the minority on this, and I keep saying this every time I talk about this movie, but I didn't understand the fascination with Get Out. From mm. a social perspective, totally get it. But as a, like a horror movie, I felt it was- oh, I thought it was so oh, unique. I, didn't, I loved it. Would you call it a horror movie? Yeah. It was scary and everything? Yeah. It, it, there, there was there was tension and and and, and like emotional- uh, Thriller? Uh, it was thriller. I, thriller. I, I, I put those as thriller more. Okay. Although okay. it did get very horror-esque at the end because it gets very like, yeah. you know, intense, physical yeah. and, and intense and that kind of thing. But what I was saying was with horror movies, I could do jump scares. I could do kind of like that kind of scariness. But Hereditary, the second I saw the trailer, I was like, I can't do this. No. Because it's, it, it makes you feel uneasy. That's so good. And that's where I draw the line, I think, it's with so horror. Good. I just like, when it makes me feel just sick and like yeah. just like leaving a party with a friend and then having them buy your movie ticket. Oh, just so uneasy. Ugh, so tough. How how has this turned around? Oddly <laughs> enough, it was weird. Like in the second act of Hereditary, when all the characters start offering to Venmo each other, yeah. that was weird as a solution to all their problems. I heard about that. <laughs> but then one character wouldn't fucking take it, so everything went to shit. <laughs> all that person's fault. It was Elise's personal horror film. I get what you're saying, Barb. Uh, it reminded me a lot of the horror movies I grew up with, like '70s. Horror was like mortifying. It was horrifying. Yeah. Like it was so like a mental 
mindfuck. Like, it, like The Shining is a good example of that. It's just, it's, it's not so much about a dude killing people with an axe no. as this horrible, like, creepy mental adventure. You know what I mean? It, I, I mean, even there's parts of 2001. I feel like, feel like a horror movie. Oh, definitely. Stuff is early sci-fi too was like really disturbing. Just like, is the word disturbing? Disturbing. Yeah, disturbing. Hereditary is very disturbing. Yeah. Yeah. The. Yeah. You guys afraid of clicks now? Or no? No. If you heard that in your in your apartment by yourself, yeah. How quickly if would I the heard come out? Anything in my apartment <laughs> by myself? You're like, nope. Yeah, I'd be shitting my pants very quickly. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Didn't 2001 just have a an anniversary? Aren't they doing like a, a re-release? Aren't well, we at like 2018? So it's 17 years. <laughs> I don't think. Sorry. I think we're at like the 50 Terrible. 50 year anniversary. Stop I think, it. Of the release of 2001. 50. Dude, we're we're in the we're in the uh, uh, the path at this point of of heading up towards fifty years of yeah. Star Wars, dude. Yeah, two thousand one came out in sixty eight. It's been fifty 40 years for Star Wars. You okay there, Bernie? Dude, fifty. That's too much. No, you were just like, I get, what, what is this? I'm what tense. is this? I'm just tense. <laughs> I can pop my knuckles by pulling my fingers out like this. Yeah, I can do that oh, too. Just did it. Just did. It. Yeah, they're doing. Okay, who is this? Uh, Sad Panda Bird says they're doing a a seventy millimeter re release in theaters. Of 2001? Yeah, I'll I watched see the that. fuck out of that. Was it like a remastered one or what? I don't know. IMAX? That's all I know. 70 millimeter. Must be. Must be? Yeah. Don't think it has to be. Yeah. Could be. Jesus but Christ, yeah, I mean, some of that stuff Some of that stuff was really creepy. Like when uh, they're having the conversation in the other room so Hal can't hear them. Yeah. And you just see like, it's just silent. Yeah. It's like back and forth and back and forth and just like understanding what's going on. I mean, I definitely think the horror aspects of it at the time that it came out, like a computer that could kill people was... There's definitely horror elements to it, you know. Kubrick knew how to do suspense. Yeah, he, he knew how did. to do it. I, Shining scarred me because I saw it way too young, and that is a scary ass I, movie. Although it worked out your favor when you went and saw a recent movie because it used part of the Shining set in it. Yes, and it that was fucking amazing. But if you didn't know the Shining, I wonder if that portion of the movie would have been lost on people. Probably. I mean, I, I had think... never seen the Shining. Oh, and you saw and the I movie. I saw that movie. And was it lost on you? Um, I only knew because I was with Trevor, and he was. Mentioning that it was from The Shining. Yeah, it's like okay, that I get that. But that's a movie that. Well, he was also freaking out because he was a, I guess, a big fan of The Shining, and so instantly recognized. That's, it's, that's reference the movie is what that was. Yeah, that's reference the movie. Yeah, but there were elements in it like, hey, I'm gonna go to this room, and everybody's laughing in our audience because they know don't go to that room. But that wouldn't be a big deal to right. anybody else. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Also, those those little girls, dude. That still freaks me out to this day. Oh yeah, just like I saw somebody that friends in college who dressed up like those little girls, and I would just be like, "That's not good." Get away from that. me. <laughs> well, that was like the time we were downtown, and, and there was a zombie walk, but there was no like pre indication that there was going to be a zombie walk. So I look out the fucking window, and there's a bunch of zombies walking down the road <laughs> in the middle of Austin. And we were on like right on Congress Road, like right. I feel in the like you should have town. speakers announcing that just to be safe. Yeah, it's like that's exactly what that would look or like. You know, these are, these are yeah. not real zombies. Uh, go about your day as planned. Yeah, man. The I, world has not gone to shit yet. Just have brains out on a platter and be like, "Look, they're not attacking." The not they're, all they're zombies not eat brains. brains. That's a thing that was started with. That's not a real thing. <laughs> I like, like how hey, said hey, he guess is. what? Zombies aren't a real thing. You're practicing. Look at that, Josh. You know that, You don't know that. You don't know that. All right. Should we mention how uh, we all got announced for RTX London? RTX London, yes. Today? When is that? Uh, September 15th and 16th? Yes. Okay. Yes. And, oh, there it is. Ta-da, September, yeah, 15th and 16th. All four of us are going. Yeah. Tickets at RTX London. Ashley's also going to be there. Ashley, yeah. Yeah. And, be there. and more people. And but more course, people 
will bring themselves. We have RTX Austin Does coming up as well, guess. August 3rd to 5th. Hell yeah. The, Are we uh, the home event, as it were. Going to announce more people going to RTX London? Or is this it? I don't know. I don't know. Okay. It's, okay. It's possible. I am enough. But uh, but sure. yeah, first Why Austin, then London. Come to sure. both. Be sure you Why Venmo, not? John, the price of your ticket, your badge to <laughs> RTX London. I also want to say really quickly, one of the things I got to do uh, when I was up in LA, I didn't get to go to the mixer that you guys were talking about. Uh, because at the last minute, uh, one of our distinguished alumni from Rooster Teeth, Mr. Nathan Zellner, found out that I was in L.A. and they were having the premiere for their new movie, Damsel. Uh, and it was, uh, it's a great movie. It's a Western. It stars Robert Pattinson. And it is a surprisingly, I don't know if it was intentional, a surprisingly very modern story. For but it's in their quirky, funny, weird way that the Zellners always make everything. But it's really great. So you if you get a chance, if, if Damsel ends up uh, in your town, make sure you take a chance to go see it in the theaters because it's really fun. Yes. All right. Well, thanks for watching, everybody. We'll see you guys next week. Bye. Bye.